That's okay too. I fucked up. Sorry. I thought oh, you said. All right, all right. We're not recording. We're not doing shit. We're talking about Rocky. <laughs> Blee's never gonna watch it. Blee, I said. Blee's. Blee. Blee's don't watch it. Did you ever see that outtake in Cannonball Run when uh, he said, "I'm gonna take these rosary beads and shove them up your nose," but he calls them bleeds by accident. It's at the end of during the credits. I'm gonna take these rosary said, beads. I thought you said something else, and I just thought of another movie, Cannibal Run. Cannibal like a... Run, wow. <laughs> yeah. See, this by the, the, the club show would have worked. It would have been great. Cannibal Run. Fucking, we could have, like, <laughs> a race and only cannibals in it. And, and the winner is, like, you know, a bunch of big fat fucks or something. They get to eat them or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you get the you feast on Alabama. <laughs> and they just, they just let them go in and... No, the cannibals, or it could be horror-derived. It could be like Texas Chainsaw People, Hills Have Eyes, other famous cannibals from horror movies, Hannibal Lecter. See, this is why if we had the means, what our movie should be. Seriously, what our movie should be is like Robot Chicken, but all horror. That that was the original idea, but then I said that actually becomes harder to do because you need a a way larger cast, and it's so... It's great. And I love that chicken. idea still. And a robot chicken. Oh, I could do all the voices. I could do different voices. I get my you could do voices, voices, B. Remember? <laughs> I can do voices. I could. Call back hey, look at me. I'm a voice. You know what I mean? That's easy to do. <laughs> this should just be the start of the show. Look at me. Have you been recording? I'm a voice. Yeah. Look and then what me. are we going to do? I'm just have voice. like... I still have this not right listen, beside that. Not listen to me. I'm a voice. Like, what are we going to do? It be paper. Paper, guys. Bitch tits Michael. Not listen to me. Not listen to me. I'm a voice. Look at me. I'm a voice. Only, <laughs> only assholes would watch that. <laughs> After like two minutes, they'd be done. Are we recording? Yeah. This is the show. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah well, oh, you welcome. did all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's recording. No, now I'm doing it. I don't care how or he wants to bring it in. He brings it in. He he is the editor. It is what it is. So it's yeah. all right. All right. Episode number one sixty one. Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. It's, you want it's now, another one closer to the end? Yeah. It's official. That's, yeah, that's not the official opening. <laughs> official opening happened well, two I, minutes ago. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the editor. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, I, I'm pleased with it. I always... <laughs> I, I love it. You know? Wait, right be, right when we were getting on the on the call, I was talking, of course, Brandon knows we're going to bring up the, the director's cut of Rocky Four, and Brandon utters the words, I'll never watch it. Why? Because Rocky Four is perfect the way it is. Uh, okay, here, here, here it is. I told Dave, and this is based on. So Chris, aka Scut, he told me that he wants to change his name to Chris, Christ, aka Dave. Scut. All <laughs> <laughs> right, Scut. Nice. Uh, saw it in the theater. He says it brought tears. I think him and Gary were like sucking each other off in the theater and crying into each other's laps, but they saw it together in the theater and they loved it. And they said that this is their preferred version of it. And this will be the only version they watch of it going forward. So I was, I was already hyped to see it. That hyped me up even more. I really dug it. It is. Tell me if I'm, if I'm talking out of line, Dave, it's pretty much a different movie. It's, Total alternate takes. The tone is drastically different. It has the elements of what was originally there. There's still a couple of the montages, No Easy Way Out, Hearts on Fire, but those are even re-edited as well. The whole movie has been redone. And so it is like the definitive director's cut, other than a few scenes being put back in, which is what we usually get. This is a totally different take. 
and a totally different feel and vision uh, of Rocky Four, and I guarantee it's Dave's preferred version of it. But Brandon, I, I, it, it shook me because I've this is what I've grown up for. It's like watching something you're so comfortable with that you've seen over and over again, and being told, "Nope, that's not it. Here's a new version." And you're, it's so it's like it's all there, but you're like, this doesn't. Did, like, a, I gotta did Apollo process live? It still. Yes, he lives. He lives. He lives, and, and then finds wins. out he has another Dra- son, and then jumps off a cliff. I was shocked that they got all that footage, but it's great. Good tie into Creed, but Dave, like, I'm okay. So it sounds like you're like, say, no, it's the same movie, but no, I'm not saying that it's the same movie. It's definitely my preferred cut now. And obviously Rocky or Sly, he thought the same thing about the original. He says, I want to make this more what my vision was more dramatic. Like the other ones more in tune with the other ones and less cheesy. They took out, you know, what it reminds me of a combination of two things. Of course, it's horror I'm going to talk about. It's a combination of what they did with the producer's cut in Halloween 6 and what the people who edited Halloween 2 for the TV version did. They made their own decision. They took some things out and they put some things in and something like that where they tried to change. Like the like in Halloween 2, the guy um, – I'm sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> I just got a text about my father. No, no, it's okay. Um, Is he okay? In Halloween – Bed bug free? <laughs> He's got a fever. He passed out. Listen, he got the oh, booster shot shit. yesterday and is Uh-oh. all fucked up. This is from my brother. He passed out overnight and has a few today. He has a fever today. He seems fine now and refuses to get. Hold on. <sighs> refuses to get checked out. Debbie even drove over and offered to take him and he will not go. He says he's fine and just has a fever. See this fucking shot. Speaking of the shot, my friend, not my friend, my 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 sister-in-law's friend, 39 years old, able-bodied, no issues health-wise whatsoever. Got the got the COVID shot for the first time. Didn't want to. It was either her work or her boyfriend. Somebody pressured her into getting it. She got the shot. She now has permanent nerve damage and has to live with her mother and can't work anymore. It completely fucked her up. And the doctors told her it's a 100% a result of the COVID shot. And she can't do anything about it. You can't sue them. You can't do anything. So I am now, I have decided I have to get the shot going forward. I'm not going, and there. Are, I guess there's a lot of cases of this. And my brother, because of this happening, started looking into more and more. And this happens a lot. And if you put it up on YouTube or, or uh, uh, Facebook, they take it down immediately. And like people are using code words when they talk about it. And if any doctor mentions the word virus or vaccine on Instagram, if they shut it down, they have to use code words and all this stuff. So apparently, Five there's G. another side to this. Well, I'm saying there's another side to it where the shot is making some people sick. And they want to squash it. They don't want anyone to know about it. Are they going to take our show down? Are they going to take our show? You know what? I, I didn't got, mean to get into it. I just I, I, just I got the, that new Mobid vaccine. <laughs> that's like that, that's it. Pig Latin. We got to use Pig Latin from now on. <laughs> that's what they're doing because of algorithms and stuff. They take things down automatically because there's an agenda yeah. where it's promoted. And they, and again, I don't mean to get into it that way. And you guys know me. I'm not. On either well, side of the here to debate you, Mike Merriman. Mike Merriman, welcome to the show. Yeah, you know what side like, doesn't even matter. That's the problem. But but me, you know what I mean. All I know is that Mike, my brother, who just you know just told me this Friday night that Lynn, that her friend from work, freaking is 39 years old, got the shot, and it messed her up so bad it's permanent nerve damage, and she has to live with her mother now, and she's gonna have to go on disability or something, and nothing can be done. And there are uh, there are other cases like this, so. It's just, it's food for thought. I don't know. And you know, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know her. I don't know anything. But the fact that she didn't get the shot for so long and <laughs> did it, it's funny how my mind works. I'm like, I feel like, I mean, again, I don't know her. Maybe she, obviously she has permanent nerve damage. 
but is that do we know for sure does your brother know for sure is she just yes. want to be on permanent disability I, no, she doesn't. No, okay, she, I, she had to live with her mother. She doesn't want to. She's independent. She's a freaking employee. She's no, she's fine. She's she was fine. She got the shot funny. and it messed her up. And now she's like I said, sick, sick from it. And now, like I said, he was digging and digging. And there's a, a bunch of instances of this happening. Like what's his name? DMX. Something happened because of the shot. Again, I don't know all all the stuff. But now X, X not going to give it to you anymore. <laughs> oh. oh, but this is what he told me. See, because I told you before, he has a link to Canada because his work comes from mm-hmm. it's based out of canada he told me now you can i told him i was gonna ask you i didn't necessarily plan on doing it on the show but since it just came up he told me that 77 percent of the people in canada are now vaxxed yet yet the numbers from a year ago and today they're higher today than they were a year ago so in other words none of this vaccination has made a difference can you comment on that uh not not that's not 100 percent correct the numbers have started okay. to go back up again there, I don't think. I mean, if you compare, we didn't even have a vaccine last year. Plus, most of if right. they if they actually drill down deeper, most of the actual cases now, again, without having all the facts in front of me, based on what I've seen and and whatever, most of them are in unvaccinated, or at least half of them, if not more than half, are in unvaccinated. But what they're not commenting on, which is the information everybody needs, is the severity of the illness in the ones that are vaccinated uh they're just saying they're just saying yay or nay that's all they're saying done but but the but that in that 33 percent not vaccinated or not eligible uh that's where the covid cases are a lot of them happen to be uh in the under 12 category that they just okayed but hasn't actually rolled out yet so you when you're taking everything into consideration um there's quite a bit of difference from last year to this year a having a vaccination b um, severity of illness, and then who who, who has uh, access to said vaccinations right now? So there's there's a, there's a little bit I'm, of I'm merit there. <laughs> there's a little bit I'm of merit. It, it's just not exactly as straightforward as it's being presented. Because at one point, yeah, maybe the cases dropped down to 500, but then they went up to a thousand. We're not there. We were down to 200, 300 range. Now we're at 600 and jumps down to 400, goes back up to 600, but. You know, they're keeping an eye on it right. and they're starting to roll out these boosters now as well. But even if taking that out of the equation about saying that it's higher than it was last year, even if it wasn't, even if it's not, and that's not the statement, even if it's right around the same, it just goes to show you this, the, the same results. People, 77% of them are vaccinated and that yet there's no change than there was before the vaccination. What good is it? That's the, the thing that, that worries me. I, I think it's severity. Thing, it's severity. So you don't, you're not bed, you're not in a hospital you're not dying from it you might still get it just like we're gonna we are we like i hope everybody realizes we're gonna be living with this forever like the flu like the common cold like whatever it's it's never going away it's just when do we get to live with it on a day-to-day basis and eventually we'll be there it sounds like like, it's more about when do we get to our top 20s you know (laughs) (laughs) top 20 unvaccinated people Text just and came in go. and I'm not gonna top, even... Yeah, top 20 vaccinated and top 20 unvaccinated <laughs> people. <laughs> All I'm saying is if they want us to get a booster every six months, something's up and I'm not going to do this the rest of my life. I'm just not going to do it anymore because, like I said, it's if I was an older person, an elderly person that had health issues, I would definitely do it because I, I, I'm more afraid of COVID at that age. Me being as I am, I never get sick. I, I don't have any underlying health issues. I think for me personally... 
there's not a need. Now, when I'm at the fish show and I was there, I wore a mask. You know what I'm saying? I wore a mask, especially. Yeah, I'm not a macho it. man I, mask. I, I oh, yeah. It's true, I did. Oh, yeah. So I did that. So now, anytime I was close mouth. to people, like you go to the bathroom, you go in the herd, you're walking in line, anything, I'm masked up. So I'm not saying I, I of course, I believe in it and everything else, and, and I don't want to get it. But I think now I am personally more afraid of getting a freaking bad dose of what it's going to do to me than catching the COVID itself. I figure if I get the COVID, it's just going to be like a flu I'm going to knock out. Like a, like a very highly contagious flu that's going to be strong for a couple of days. Of course, I'm not minimizing that. But again, since he's been doing this research and finding out more and more about all these cover-ups, and they will not let you even talk about it. Like They'll take it down. So not to get into politics, because I don't care about politics. I have no... Neither party is mine, not the jackass or the elephant. I'm freaking just chilling. I'm just right here. I don't even watch the news. Like I said, see, I had to ask you about that because Mike told me about the 77%. So what do I know? Which one anyway. am I, the jackass or the elephant? <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. More of a jackass. He's definitely a jackass. He's the, the skunk. Yeah. He's a <laughs> jackhole. The, the other thing is you're only going to hear about, no one's going to post... Hey, well, actually, let me rephrase. Like, they will post, hey, I got it, everything's okay. But you're not going to see that too often. Because they just go, they've got it and they live their life. All you're going to really read about are these, these, I was going to say yahoos, but I mean, again, if they got sick, they got sick. I mean, mean, I'm not going to say there's nothing. Obviously, we know there's a risk involved. Like, with everything in life, there's a risk involved. And that's the thing. And unfortunately, your brother's coworker got nerve damage from it. And that sucks. But she's one out of how many people? And yeah, if you dig deep enough, you're going to find other people. Of course you are. Well, yeah, but they shut them down, so we can't find them. That's the problem. And, like, they're even going to test it. She's going to try to say so. Let's see how long it takes before Facebook takes it down or YouTube. Because Because those are the ones that take it down immediately. It's like a new thing. If you say anything, they take it down. Because the positive outweighs the negative, unfortunately. That's the thing. The positive outweighs the negative. And if they let the negative have the voice, you see what fucking happens. You, you could see it with everything, whether it's political, whether uh, whatever. I don't, I don't want, and I don't want to make the show about this either. But that's no. no I think no, that unfortunately they have to shut it down because at the end of the day, yeah, these things are going to happen, but majority of people are going to be okay, and we need to focus on that to make sure that we continue to be okay as we go on. And that's it. And it but sucks. Now, it, it, look it's at my the father. Reality of it. Now, how about Thank this? You. My father's eighty. I'm running for office. <laughs> My father's 83. He gets the booster last night. Okay? He's all fucked up. He passed out overnight and has a fever today. Passed out from a fucking booster. Again, not a bed bug in sight. The fact that <laughs> he took care of his bed bugs. <laughs> Look at the right positive. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah. Well, it's just I scary, remember, though. I remember some of our crew, like some of the, the podcasting community that we were talking about on Facebook or whatever, when they get in the first or second shot, some people were laid out. Don't you remember that? People were laid out. Like my, my wife was gone for two days after one of the ones. My daughter, after the first one, she was bad. Um, I remember BC mentioning it. Brandon, you had it too. Like this three is day, common. Three days for me I'm, on my second shot. 102, 103 fever for three days. Yeah. Sweated through two sets of bed sheets, breaking my fever. See, so now, like, saying... if you got COVID, it Sorry. might be the same damn thing for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm more afraid of the fucking, of something that could really happen to me bad because of the booster than COVID itself. Me at this age and my myself personally right now, the way I feel about my health, I think that I, because again, if I got something permanent, 
like this like this poor person did. I'm fucked. Then you got to live on social security and there's nothing you can do about it. That's that's the scary thing. You're all of a sudden you're fucked because you can't sue them because it's a government thing. There's you have more time for podcasting at least. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be broke as a joke. I'd have to be Man. be Patreon only for every fucking thing I did. Yeah. Actually, I'd be working constantly here. I'd be like, yeah, every day, you know, fucking trying to get content out, trying to do YouTube and shit, trying to get famous on YouTube. They'd be the only hope I'd have. Holy fuck. You could have a, like so, a sub anyway. show called On My Nerves and then just uh, rant about things that are <laughs> that bug you. Oh, because I, I, I thought it was a joke because of nerve damage. Well, it is. <laughs> it was a combination. Oh, okay. It was a really poorly taste, poor taste joke, and it's like actually a good segment for the show. Not as bad as the active shooter joke. <laughs> oh it's yeah, there was talk about the active shooter joke. That's right. Yeah, somebody said something on the. I, I should read it. We have all kinds of things from uh, from patrons. We have voicemails. Voicemails are back, and they came back with a vengeance. We have questions that were emailed in. Lots of lots of stuff like that, which is great. Back to Rocky Four. Sorry for the sidetrack, but I get this terrible step <laughs> about my father. And after the discussion Sorry. I had with my brother just yeah. days ago about about you know my my sister in law's coworker, and then this. It's just got me, you know, I'm like, holy fuck, what the hell is happening here? But anyway, Rocky, to me, Stallone made this more about Creed. He made this more about Creed and, and, and his feelings for him and their brotherhood. And they took the cheese out. I mean, there's still some in there. But they cut back on the cheese. They they, they made it more about Creed's relationship with Rocky. And Adrian, all of a sudden, has the role that she always had in 1, yeah. 2, and 3. She's, She's back. She was Injected back in. Yeah. She's yes. she's yes, been she injected be. back in with way more dramatic scenes. Uh, yes, they they cut out a lot because of the. I guess they're cutting the whole robot out, so you can't have Stallone walking around going, "Me, I'm I'm just getting dizzy" as he's on the phone Which or whatever. Like, yes. They had to cut. Yeah, they cut this out. Like it's funny. Um, I forgot some of the things that they they took out, like the kids cheering at the end, like from back home. He takes out like he he like the whole speech at the end is toned down. And it, it's much different than the original one. He doesn't talk about his much son that better. should be asleep at home. I love you. Yeah. And then cut back to the son saying, I love you. That's gone. And like, again, I I, I don't want to spoil too much because I do think, Brandon, you should see don't it. Say and nothing. yeah, and there's nothing else I'm going to say. I was going to say anything. I, was sh- I know, I've said too much. So, Brandon, I'm sorry, but you'll forget that part. But a lot of the massive changes, I think I've still left out. Just as I was shocked at how much they actually took out of the movie as well. But it, it's definitely. The skeleton is still there, but it's a different film. What's we'll wait till yeah. we'll wait till B sees it. Polly's new present. I'm so glad that's taken out. We do see less of Polly, but you only see less of Polly in the robot shit, which is fine. I'm glad that part's gone. I'm glad that it was ridiculous how we turned it to a female voice and all that. It's the cheese, even the intro. As soon as the movie starts, you have a better intro. You don't have that I the tiger. Uh, in the background, it's something like it was in a freaking dude. Yeah, and, and the sound of it, the sound of it was always it sounded like it was in a bathroom. It was echoey. Like the music for some reason was off. And then when the things come together, instead of seeing the, the freaking the two fists come together with the the states and, and the freaking Russian and the explosion, then the one doesn't even explode. They have an explosion there, but you see it just fall down like like on a lever. Uh-huh. I always couldn't stand that. I always thought that was stupid. So they <laughs> so, got rid of that. What, so the opening song. Yeah. Well, I, I can't, I've watched it a bunch. The opening song, they took out the freaking, they had, you know what they did? They started out four, like they started out two and three. With and, the well, exactly. From the movie before, the right way. The right way. 
That's exactly it. So the, the trimmed down version that Brandon and I love, I still love and will continue to watch, but this is a great alternate version. It's just, it's like an alternate reality. It's it's jarring a little bit, but like, again, yeah, like it's this very show, much. A little jarring. An alternate <laughs> version of exploding heads. <laughs> and the funeral, much yeah. better. Much better with it. Rocky speaks. This is oh, okay. I never it, shed you a cried, tear though. That's uh, fine. It was great. Too much. I shed a tear yeah. last night. I shed a tear watching it last night. I never shed a tear watching Rocky Four before. They took the emotion right out of it. Yes, Apollo died, but you didn't have that moment like you had in part two with, Mick. with the baby in the hospital and Mick in three. You didn't have that moment with it. It was too quick. Pick, bang, bang. Okay, you always do what you wanted to do. And that's it. Now it's, <laughs> he's speaking from the heart and he says things that make sense if you're a fan of the series. He gave me a shot. He goes into all that stuff about how much Apollo meant to him. And the conversations with him and Apollo earlier on when they're tossing the football around in his backyard and they're, they're talking, and yeah. that's much better than the original pitch. They have the pit, And then the stuff with Adrian after Adrian is involved the way I want her involved. She gets in. She talks. She was right about everything from the beginning. Uh, yeah, I really – Am I right I really, to agree or right to say that the, they also give a better motivation of why it's going to Russia other than just for a scenic change and the fact that the American – like the boxing federation is against it and will not approve it here. Is that what they were going with? Like there's that whole sequence and he's, he's sort of shunned. So he leaves. Is that why it's going to Russia or is he, does that have nothing to do with it? I'm assuming that that's not why it's, that's not why it's going to Russia. It wasn't going to be sanctioned. He, they were, they weren't going to the WBA or whatever it is in, in, in Rocky's world, they weren't going to sanction it. And it wasn't going to be, um, you know, he was going to not be able to defend his title. They did not want him to fight him. Because of politics. They didn't get into why and this and that. There was more of a, a political tone about this, particularly for actually from both sides, but like particularly from the Russian side later on, whatever they go, how they want it to, to be there. And they said he only fights in Russia, they said. He's already come here, he's done his thing, he only fights there. So now Rocky just wants to fight him so bad, he doesn't care where it is. And they said Russia and the states don't want him to fight him anyway at all. So he's like, well, if this is if they don't want me to fight him at all, and these guys say I can only fight him in Russia, then guess what? We got to go to Russia. But and the, the speech at the end, much better. Again, it was much more better. about Creed than anything. And the, the, this whole movie is about the relationship between Rocky and Creed. Love, love they even Creed. took out that shit at the beginning. They even took out the thing at the beginning. Everything with the kid is gone. Thank goodness. It's a much better dialogue in bed. You don't have that scene anymore with, if I had a great big giant man wanting to beat me up, all that fucking cheesy shit's gone. Now you have a real heart-to-heart -heart with Rocky and his son, and it's kind of reminiscent of the conversations they have in 5 and 6 when, when they have a little bit uh, of falling out. And you know what I mean? It's, that stuff is better. They took that stuff with the kid cheering and all that cheesy shit. A lot of the cheese is gone except from what I see. Nothing changed when the plane sets down in Russia and it gets in there. It's literally 15 straight minutes of montage. It comes in. Oh, here's something good. The whole in the beginning, the song they play, they don't play freaking. Uh, what do you call it? Not Burning Heart. What was the original song they played in 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 Rocky Four? In the beginning, was it Burning Heart? In the beginning, I have the tire. I have the tiger at the beginning. No, 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 not that part. No, no, no. After he wins. Okay, hold on. I gotta. After he wins the fight, they play the music. In this one, in the new one, they play that song that was included on the soundtrack because I had the cassette when I was a kid, but never featured in the movie. Now it's featured in the movie. But some, mm -hmm. I think it was Hearts on Fire, but I can't remember. Either way. Hearts on Fire replaced, was in the movie? I know. What I'm saying is originally it was, but I think they took it out and only used it later. 
during the training montage. I, I, hold on. Let me see if I can. It fucking... might be burning. I, I know what you're saying. But anyway, B, you do, replaced... you do need to see it. You do need to see it for sure, though. Yes. You have to check it out. But just, the training for... montage hasn't changed. When they land in Russia, literally, for this is still my problem with the movie. They land in Russia. It's 15 straight minutes of this. They get in. Uh, he goes. I think there was some added dialogue, which was good, about the sparring partner. And there was a joke about the earmuffs, which I think yeah. was new. I could be wrong. And so that was cool. But they land in there. They find out the stuff. He goes and he talks to Duke, which is a great conversation the first night about, you know, Apollo was a slum to me and everything else. Then you get the training montage, the first one, all right? Uh, Burning Heart, I think, or Hearts of Fire, whichever one it was. They get that. Then Rocky comes back. He sees Adrian on the porch. They talk for freaking two minutes. And then it's another montage. That's and well. That's exactly the, you can't you can't change problem. that because that's what everybody loves about Rocky Four. They got that one, which is the instrumental one. And I think this scene with Adrian goes on a little, maybe a little longer. I'd have to compare back to back, but it goes on a little bit longer because I always remember it being almost like an insert shot, and then it kicks into Hearts on uh, on Fire, which is a fantastic song. What I'll say is this: they interject. They there's one part where Drago gets injected with the. Uh, with I'm assuming steroids and in and the music and the music goes dun dun and then it gets in hard song fire and they never had a cutaway shot for that dun dun and it's a hard hit and he inserted like him like doing something now like I don't know if it's skipping rope or whatever to go with that beat and I just I yeah. love that insert shot now there and he should have Chris inserted his big hard cock <laughs> yeah well you did that and we'll get off this very quickly too but hey it's an ongoing theme of the show Rocky 2 or Nightmare or Rocky 4 or Nightmare 2 and we'll be talking about Nightmare later because of the list we're doing so hey there's a theme you prick uh the other thing is Chris mentioned this that they took out the accentuated sound effects where it sounds like it's like with the punches now it's like more subtle sound effects throughout for the fight scenes too better it's less cheesy. Yeah. The cheesy shit, except for the montage stuff, which is... Although I did kind of like the montage with the going back and forth, because it did remind me of Rocky Three, where you see Rocky training, uh, taking the pictures in that house of ill repute, as, as Mickey was calling it, you know, being the showy and having fun and all that. And then you would see Mr. T, Clubber, training in his basement, doing chin-ups all hardcore. This time, it's the opposite. You see this guy in this freaking, you know, doing mechanics right. and all this state-of-the-art freaking training stuff, and then you see Rocky doing it old school you know in the mountains and freaking running and you know in the snow and all that shit which which was cool i do like that i just i just don't appreciate that the only training is this 15 minutes of training and it's all at once and it's beep beep it's too it's too fast food i guess for my tape that that was the whole movie i think initially so i think they they rocky yeah you know what i mean it was never like that prior that's the problem and i think stallone looks at it the way i do he wanted it to be considered Less of a fucking MTV movie. Here's the thing. People complain about what's-his-name, Rob Zombie. Oh, the last 10 minutes of fucking uh, Lords of Salem are a music video. Well, how about the 15 minutes of training in fucking in Rocky IV? That's a music video, that movie. That's all they do. Video, video shit. Either way. I, I, I <laughs> Yeah. I do like it better. I, and this is I was just shocked. Part. It is better. The- I was shocked that he changed that. I wasn't expecting that. I, and I was expecting a longer film. It's still an hour and a half, an hour and like 30. It's it. He hasn't actually changed the running time by it. But but there's all lot. this. It's just a totally different. Like, it's so bizarre because he cut the stuff out to insert other things back in. And it That's was like 10 minutes worth. 
Yeah, it was, uh, well, they said it was 40 minutes of additional footage. Well, it's not 40 minutes longer, but I would definitely say it's additional footage. But I was just shocked that the montage sequences were re-edited. So he literally I, I re-edited heard, the whole film. Film. And you guys can confirm this. When he does the training montage, I heard he's running in yellow snow this time. Is that true? <laughs> oh, yellow. You, you heard it correctly. You probably got that from, uh, yeah, the unvaccinated site. Uh, I don't I have no joke. <laughs> Oh, here we go. And he's peeing as he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> now, what else was there? The end was better. The way they ultimately ended the film to me was better. That that was good stuff. I like that. I I took some notes because I wanted it's to not, know. It's not a freeze frame of him doing oh. this. Yeah, stupid. And the stuff with Drago <laughs> at the end. See, yeah. here's the thing with Drago. You see him being more defiant as the movie goes on. I like that. I like that about it. Like, can you talk for yourself? And he says, yes. And he talks sooner. And they took out the thing, which I always, I never could stand, the thing with Apollo with, put your hands up, man. I'm so glad they fucking removed that because it was so cheesy to me. Like, it's really not going to budge like he's fucking concrete. I always thought that was a, a, a bridge too far. I didn't like that. I, I didn't like fuck. There's certain things they took out. I wish they took out the steroid thing because it was a little, it was, it's a little too mustache twirly for me. You know what I mean? Like, we already know he's a bad guy. He's, he's a Russian. He's, oh, he's also using steroids, by the way. It was just they were really hammering home what a fucking villain he was. But at the same time, you almost see like they're trying to get sympathy for him. And they do play on it in the original cut. In the fucking in the fight when the guy comes out and he picks up the, the fucking guy and drops him. I fight for me. That's good shit. But you see it leading up to it in this one. He speaks for himself earlier. And then another time, he does something. And there's that little moment between the fuck between that guy and he fucking comes over and he shuts him down a little bit like Drago does. So you see that he's more of a independent thinker than, than the Russians want him to be. It's, it's more political in that way with, with everything they're doing. And then the stuff with the referee trying to stop it and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I don't, I don't want to say too much, but I definitely prefer. <laughs> I'm glad. You, <laughs> what? You guys are. Well, I don't, don't want to say too much. We've talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> Spoil the whole movie. Well, I, I don't, don't want to get spoilers away. I'm just trying to give it without getting into exact I was doing more spoilers. Hit the one in the middle thing. Yeah. It took out some of the comedy, which didn't need to be there. They hit the they one in the middle thing. They took out repeat lines. It. But that's the stuff that's that, good. Brandon, this is the stuff that's going to be jarring to you. It's like when they say, like, for instance, I hit the one in the, he's like, I see three of them out there. Hit the one in the middle. And then the original cut, he's like, yes, hit the one in the middle. They cut yeah, that. Yes, time. hit the one in the middle. The repeat line. They cut that out and he goes right into his yes. next thing, like almost ignoring Polly as opposed to reinforcing what he said. Uh, Tony. Yeah, they give they give everybody a Why little bit more. Be- There's more dramatic scenes with Polly. There's more dramatic scene with Tony. Like everybody gets a little bit more of a dramatic scene in this. Where, as Dave said, and the reason I love the original is it was stripped of that to be the best of Rocky. That's why I'm conflicted. I, yes, it's great to see this stuff, but boy, do I love that in outdone Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the, the the appeal. I guess just. After going from one, two, and three into four, it was always a little bit jarring for me. And again, you don't get the Rocky training music, the regular. Da, 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 da. I mean, that's a Rocky movie. They'd be like watching fucking Star Wars, and, and not having the fucking Imperial March when fucking when they come out. Instead, of having some fucking a cover by fucking um, you know Eddie and the Cruisers or some shit. I don't know. I, I felt just... they injected that a little bit more in this version too. Yeah, that... they did it, and they did it again too. just a bit. Yeah, but anyway, enough, Brandon. Yeah, check anyway, it out. I... I honestly do think you should check it out just just because you're a, such a fan 
of it as well. I just want you, I want to hear your opinion of if you liked it better or if you are conflicted as well. Conflicted. Right. Maybe I'm being over dramatic, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm film, conflicted. You know I mean. <laughs> it's now better than Nightmare 2 for me. Hey! There you go. Hey! There you go. It happened. Hey! Thanks to this cut, it is now better. I, I hey! To get hey! <laughs> now I want him to do Rocky Five. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That'd be cool. Well, I like Rocky Five. I'd rather just watch an hour and a half of credits for Rocky Five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never understand that. Why why it got the bad rap. Except it's, for the ending. It's, it's funny. Okay. That's the fish out of water one of me. One one, two, three, four work. Five's the one that I feel, even though they got the original director back for part one and Stallone stood back. Five feels like the fish out of water. Five feels like the been there, done that after the opening taking place right after the fight and whatever and, and his financial woes. It just seems a little, a little forced. I guess well, they, they got to change it. He didn't, he has more money now cause he didn't buy the robot. <laughs> <laughs> like I got $40 million still. That fucking Pauly bot cost me 40 million. Here's what I don't understand. It just occurred to me now. Pauly supposedly made bad investments or made or signed some papers, made some bad decisions because Rocky was training in Russia. Correct. Wasn't that the reason they gave? Like, Pauly got some type of conservatorship or some type of whatever the f- something he made. He was the reason they lost money. You remember that, right? In part five. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, just bad investments okay. overall. I think. Yeah, but but hold on, Pauly was in Russia right with, with with Rocky. Why would he be staying back doing things? Just occurred to me now. I gotta watch it again and see what what the reason is exactly. Maybe Why maybe, they, they, maybe they said after Russia. Maybe Why they after came, Russia? Maybe when they came back, you know. Rocky was resting, taking it easy, and Polly was out hustling, making poor investments. I guess I I don't know why why would Adrian not be responsible for the, for the family's money? They're not the smartest family. Fucking misogynist, Rocky. Yeah, and Polly was probably hitting on uh, beating on Adrian, not hitting on her, beating on her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you keep your mouth shut, woman. I'm in charge of Rocky. <laughs> I'm just glad that Adrian has more more screen time and, and what she has is important screen time and there's more heart to hearts and it's more for me about the Rocky stuff. I wish they could take out some of the montage stuff or restructure, but there's only so much you could do. Sly's heart was in the right place. It was where mine is with the with the thing. So Strip I strip out feel- all the fun and it'll be a fucking fantastic movie. The fun is still all there, right? B. The well, fun I'm, is still there, sure. but it's just different. It's just different. But it's weird that they had Adrian just like all of her screen time now. It's just falling Rocky around the house going, You can't win. You can't <laughs> win. And she's like, I got it, Adrian. Like, get a, get, leave me a B. <laughs> 15 minutes of that instead of Hearts on Fire. Doesn't he say, Get the fuck away from me, you wrench? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, he, and he punches her Apollo Creed style. Yeah. I don't know why they injected that back in. You figure that would, the, with the timing of everything, the Me Too movement, all this, it's probably not the best cut. But I guess you wanted to show a sign of the times, you know, back in the day where you can, you know, punch your wife in the face. <laughs> I can't uh, the good old days, the good old days when you could beat on a woman and there were no oh, repercussions. I can't. What is going on with my horrible taste of comedy lately? That's I don't okay. know. She already lately. Got- Lately, just lately, yes. <laughs> she already got beat on in fucking The Godfather. You know? She fucking, you guinea bitch! And you fuck, come on, you spoiled guinea brat! You know, The Godfather? <laughs> That's fucking great, man. Carlo. Uh, anyway, what, what an opening. Greatest. Rocky Fortuck, it's 36 minutes into the show. Holy shit. 
COVID yeah. vaccines and Rocky Ford. Oh, that's what Drago was getting in the new cut. It's a COVID vaccine he's <laughs> getting, not steroids. Yeah, yeah it's he, a booster. He, lost. he got no. nerve damage. Yeah, he had nerve damage. Everything's busy. It all ties in. Oh, my God. Man, oh, man. I was going to go, honestly, because I talked to Chris about it. And it, I, it isn't that I didn't want to go. I had no one to go with. Even my brother, wow. who's as big a Rocky fan as I am, just wasn't interested in going to see an, a, a, a Rocky movie at the theater that he that he saw 30 years ago. He's kind of like me. There's only so much that's going to get me. An asshole. Like, <laughs> no. I'll go see like a Friday the 13th in the theater or a Shining or Halloween, but I'm not going to go see like Night of the Demons or something in a theater or just any old horror movie, even if I like it, because I don't really necessarily need the the theater experience for something that's not like a top tier, like Texas Chainsaw. That'd be great to go see at the drive-in or in a theater. Yes, because of how I feel about it. But I mean, other movies that I really like, I just like, that was a big thing during, in you know, in the middle of COVID when there were no movies coming out, you would see a lot of that, especially at drive-ins. You would see, oh, we're going to play, um, you know, a couple of horror movies. And everybody was going, and, and by all means, golf. It, it's just it's just not my cup of tea to go spend money to watch something that way when I can watch it at home in much better, you know, definition and everything. It, that's just my opinion. I, I understand the yearning to go to the movies and grab a bag of popcorn and, and do it. That's fun. I just, I don't know. It's got to be a special one for me to want to go. Otherwise, it's not special anymore. That's just, that's how I am. I'm very, I, I save the special stuff. Otherwise, it's not special. That's you can't have pizza and steak every day. If you have it fucking once a month, it's special. You know what I'm saying? If you do it every like podcasting. If I was podcasting seven days a week, now it's just ho hum. I do it once a week and I have a blast and I look forward to it all week long. That that's how it is for me. I do it once a week and it feels ho hum. (laughs) Now you know how our listeners feel. (laughs) Oh, waka waka waka. So we do have these things to get to. And uh, we have those, uh, what do you call it? Actually, why don't you guys tell them what we're doing? Because I'm, I'm responding in text to my brother about my father. So I'm just going to say a thing or two. So talk without no, me. How's that? No All problem. Right. Brandon, you, you take it from here since you've been quiet since we've been blowing Rocky Four director's cut for the last I don't want to spoil anything for you, B, because you got to see it. But here's everything that happened in the fucking movie. I left out I left out a ton of shit. Honestly, I think I, I told you two things. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even. I really, honest. I care, but like, I, I don't care if things are spoiled because it's Rocky Four. I know the main yeah. things aren't changing. I actually think I'm going to enjoy it because I do want a little bit more of the heart to heart. But I love the music. Don't take the music out. Don't take the montages yeah. out. But so I'll, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Uh, tonight we're doing, or today we're doing top twenty horror directors, which was a much tougher list, and I'm still not happy with my list, but a much Same tougher list Same to do me. than yeah. And it's we're calling it top 20 hidden gems, but I didn't really put them in any order. I just made a list of 20 hidden gems, and a lot of them are repeats from my hidden gem solo cast. So I'm going to be rattling them off really quickly. <laughs> and I, know, really I only quick. came up with seven, because I never know what yeah. a hidden gem is, really, because I, I, I don't... Let me rephrase that. Yeah. I know what a hidden gem is. However, in our community, most people have seen or heard of these movies. But I that, guess that's true. you never that's know. True. So that I, I took the you never know thing. So I, I managed to yeah. get, put seven down that stood out to me that try, I've either talked about before. Hit, 
Try doing a hidden gem show for Jason Smith. A movie drops on Netflix at midnight at 12.01. He's like, why is nobody talking about how great this is? Like, Jason, this came out in 60 fucking seconds. You watch the opening credits, Jason. (laughs) I love them, too. I just listened to your show, by the way, the other day. Christian and Jason, the original, the Friday the 13th Hottest Babes thing. I listened to that. I had I was way overdue and I listened as I was working. I just don't have the time to sit and watch YouTube videos. It's always my problem. I said, you know what? I put it off long enough. Let me listen because I do like listening to Jason do his stuff, and I miss hearing him podcast. And of course, Christian's on there, so I'm gonna. Oh, God. Yeah. So I love the pricks together. Oh. <laughs> it was a great show. It was fun. It was fun. It's I want to do. I want to do one with him. It I want to do one with him. I want him to come on this show. No, he's great. I wish I could do more with him. It's long overdue. He was supposed to come on the show a couple of times. But we just record at such oh. a weird time. And he's like... Maybe he can come on here and give me a fucking haircut. I mean, <laughs> he's giving everybody else thing. haircuts. Yeah. yeah. Come on, get on here. Give me a bob. Yeah, well, I know he's really involved with his uh, the videos he's done. A lot of them are with his girlfriend now, which is great. The two of them do them together and he has fun. So he might be all tied up with doing that. Although he Beyonce. did... Fiance. 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 Excellent. Yeah. Congratulations. Tried to warn him. Maybe I knew that. <laughs> I forgot. Either way, he's great. What is it to try to abort him? What'd you say? Yeah, we tried to abort him. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what Christian said. We tried to abort him. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like, I don't know. Warn him. (laughs) I'm pro choice, at least until the age of 45. (laughs) Oh, and in case you haven't heard it in the last 87 shows, we'll be ranking the franchises again. The big. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's been asked. Well, I know it's been asked, but don't you ask us. I was making my list again, and I'm like, I've made this list 87 fucking I don't care. Like, it's so easy to do it. This, this is the point. final time. I don't care. Like, I'll do it every Never show. Never do it again. I just, I feel like people are going to be like, haven't you done this, like, the last 40 shows? We'll never do it again. This is the definitive list for doing our top, the big three, our Halloween, our Friday, and our Nightmare. And I did all 32 movies as one. So did I. Big list, because it's fun to do. Now, see, here's what I was going to say. I, what you could have done, I was trying to convey that to you last night. Not everybody that listens to the show is hardcore the way us, the way we are, and the way, you know, 22 Shots are and some of our listeners and things like that. Not every, half of the people that I think listen to the show, I'm not going to say that they're what's average horror fans. They're more than average horror fans, but they a movie that you may not, you may think everybody has seen, they may not know it's good. Like a movie, for example, Unfriended Dark Web. It's an overlooked movie. I'm not calling it a hidden okay. gem, but it's overlooked. A lot of people don't realize that it's actually a good movie. Spoiler, and that's one of his seven. It's definitely <laughs> not. Oh, right. <laughs> that's what I did. That's what I would have done if I couldn't come up with 20 regular hidden gems. I would have just looked. Uh-oh. Is he breaking up on you? Okay, good. So it's not just I don't me. think this movie gets. Oh, You're breaking I? up, Dave. I don't know what's you going on. You broke up for a sec. Okay. Yeah. Start again. Start from again beginning. from all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I want I want clean audio for the whole show. Where did he go? Uh, <laughs> he's sad now. Yeah, you're here. here. I'm trying to think of when I cut out. So what was I saying? I was saying I, we got the. Matter. I think we actually got the gist of it all. Joking aside, yeah. uh, it was just right. it was just that you had cut out. So we just we didn't know if it was going to be a longer pause. You were, start, you were starting to give your thoughts on uh, Rocky Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying is, you could take movies that you think are overlooked <laughs> in general and do that instead. You can just, out of like you can just say now. pin twenty times because no matter how many times we mention pin as a hidden gem, I've, nobody still talks about pin. 
And I left yeah. it off because of that. I, I left I it off because we've mentioned it so many times. Like, I'm not I giving Pin any more credit. I tried not to any put anything. Fuck, give it a credit. Fuck Pin. <laughs> well, it's only on DVD, so that does kind of keep it as a hidden gem. Yeah. Easy to view. That's the thing. It's out of print. Or yeah, I, yeah, I got a couple of films on my list that, honestly, I don't even think have Region 1 DVDs. Oh, I definitely have. That's why they're hidden gems. That's why I yeah. have them on my list. I go deep yeah. in the woods in some of them. And some, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. But you know what we should do? I think we should get into those, uh, whatchamacallits. We should get to the voicemails, emails, and our, our, our information that we have from our, from our patrons. A lot of people have joined again, so thank you. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Let's see here. For have sure. you seen any of that money, Christian? Because I haven't. <laughs> Dave spent it all at fish concerts. Yeah, yeah, imagine that. So I'll do the messages first and the voicemails. Because the voicemails, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I want to put the number out there. The number for the voicemails is 702-900-5882. 702-900-5882. That is it. Call it, leave a voicemail, and we will play it on the show. Also, the email thing. I just got, I was just, because this has happened, every time Eric Webster sends an email, he lets me know, because he does the voicemail through that way, that he was, maybe now that's changed, but some of them automatically go to spam on the Gmail folder, so if anybody does send us an email, and doesn't go the voicemail route, please let us know that you sent an email, because I, I found out this morning from Billy D that he sent one out on October the 3rd, and now Billy I D, that's my <laughs> love. I knew one of you two was going to say something. <laughs> And you know what? I have all my Eric Webster emails set to the junk folder. <laughs> Especially his Sunday afternoon announcement. Seven hours of commercial-free football starting now. Thank you. That's what he Thank says? Thank you for that. Every Sunday, without fail. I thought you were off Facebook. I didn't know this. I see it. I see the stuff that aggravates me for some reason. I, yeah, see the, I always see the stuff that aggravates me. <laughs> yeah, you got to remove that from your life. I had a dream last night. Oh, my God. I can't even say it. Well, I had a dream that somebody dream. was added. <laughs> somebody was added back into a chat we're in, and I got so angry, angry by it that I left the chat <laughs> myself. And at this morning when I got up, I looked, and I, I thought it wasn't a dream. I thought it really happened. I was like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with this. Like Rosemary's again. Baby? <laughs> yeah, like Rosemary's Baby. Waka waka! <laughs> Let me get to these, these mails here. Okay, let, let's see here. This one comes from Jonathan. Okay, let's see here. This is a long one. This has questions. So I didn't even look at the questions. I said, I, yeah, I, I forwarded them to these guys. I don't know if they looked or not, but I wanted I started reading it, but that was a long, long email. Well, Thank you, maybe I... Thank you, Jonathan. Maybe I'll do the robot for the intro. Maybe happy, I'll do the robot. Happy birthday, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the robot. That'll, that'll poly, do the polybot. Hold on. <laughs> That's the problem is you can't friggin'... Okay, let me try... Uh, let's try... Speak. Okay, hold on. I you three. I really appreciate what you all do. I'd first been put on to you, you all thanks to one of my favorite YouTubers, Sinister Cinema Reviews. Yay. Someone who I'd been following since he practically started. Glad Dave froze. Also, when he plugged your channel, I knew it was a big deal. If this was a few years ago, I'd honestly be one of those missing out on the quality of entertainment you put on. YouTube and Spotify were the last bits of social media I had wanted to consume as a teenager, so I was late to your party. <laughs> it had something to you became a Patreon-exclusive podcast because I wasn't even the type to give a dime just to have a content creator read my super chat aloud. 
Thankfully, I scrapped up money thanks to online surveys. Last year was the first time I'd actually checked you all out though. Thus started the binging. It just so happened to be at a very life-threatening but also very life-altering time in my life. COVID obviously quietly came through into the United States. My very independent, strong-willed single-parent 78-year-old mother and I maneuvered through it very carefully as possible until we couldn't. She passed away as a retired nurse of 30-plus years due to the virus, amongst the other complications she dealt with over the years. While I was asymptomatic, this has since led to me being an orphan, homeless, dealing with many mental health struggles, no closure and trying to get back into school in my early 20s. Thankfully, I've had some of my favorite content creators such as yourself to bring me a little joy just enough to keep chugging along like the little engine that could. I don't really like to talk about myself online but... I said what the hell this time and thought to be vulnerable. Please continue being you for two plus hours. Oh, and here are my questions. Okay. Wow. So, uh, Were we supposed yeah, to play all of that? I feel like that was personal, but it, it's great. I love it. And I th- and thank you for it. But yeah, do I need to edit that out? I'm not, I'm not too sure. Maybe you should ask him if he's okay with us playing it on the air. I thought about that, but he does mention that. Hold on. The, the, this is the reason I left it and didn't think about it because it said, Hold on. I don't really like to talk about myself online, but I said, what the hell, this time and thought to be vulnerable. So okay. I assume online means not a message just that only three of us are going to read. Just let this know if it's not okay. This was all Dave's idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if so, I am sorry. But I mean, first and foremost, uh, that aside, I mean, very sorry for your loss. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, in, in the COVID, it's just fucking it's a horrible thing i'm sorry you had to go through that we all are and that's 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 rough but i mean it's nice to hear that we that we helped them along like i just got an email not too long ago who, who sent this message man i forgot and i don't want to say i'm gonna wait till next time to say because i don't want to say something and then not remember who sent it because then it feels disingenuous and it's i'm not being disingenuous i just forget so i'll wait till another show but i just heard a story recently about someone going through a, a tough time with COVID and um, we were able to get them through. Like we were like one of the <laughs> things that, that helped them during it. You know what I mean? Did well, they inject us right into their arm? <laughs> maybe. Too soon. Maybe they got their own shot. <laughs> yeah, we're the booster. <laughs> Exploded heads. Uh, this doesn't sound like the side effect that I want. Exploded heads booster shot. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest uh, I'm going to read. That is, yeah, I just, I got to say that too. Like that is a lot, that's a lot of information. That's why I'm not sure if you wanted it all to be shared, but we appreciate that you did share it. And that is a a really tough year. So thank you for sharing that. But that's crazy. But you're going to read the questions? I'll read it the right way. Well, they are long. Maybe I will will not. Um, What was I going to say? I'm going to reply to the email and ask him just to be on the safe side because you don't want to do that to somebody that's, that's not what we're about. I mean, we always okay. say we play everything. We're going to send everything. Be prepared. It's going to be on air. But I mean, there are there are circumstances that are. I mean, we don't. We're, we're not. We have no names. There's no names going out. But it's still just in case. We will post sure. his personal information, phone number, social security card at the end of the show. <laughs> everything. And if you don't want to read the questions, I'll read the questions because I cannot listen to that voice again. Oh, then I'll yeah. read them. I mean, that's. I'll, probably- I, Okay, because I I have no problem reading that, that's it. That's the voice he's no... talking about. Yours, Dave. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Why don't Why don't you read them, B? Go ahead. I'll save my voice I'm for once. Go ahead. We'll take turns. <laughs> Christian's cracking himself up. That's actually a really good joke. Yeah. Especially talking about your voice, Dave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was totally uh, worried about this, our friend here. Right? Was, all right. Here's the first question. And it's about Scream. What are your opinions on the original Scream's third killer, Big Theory, being Dewey? I personally am fond of the evidence many started building over the years, but what made me suspect him is if we consider how he handles grief, virtually not at all on screen, unless we count Roman pretending to be him when with Stone. What is up with that? Is that the end of that question? That's a pause on that sentence. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who's Stone? No, when he's talking to the, 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 in part three, where he's like... Yeah, uh, Roman was the brother who got killed, who was the bad guy, right? Yeah, but remember, he was posing and he was pretending to be Dewey talking to that bodyguard guy and the and the guy was like oh okay you remember that? it's been yeah. too long it's been too long okay been too another long. would be last him. year yeah it's been a year come on give me a week and i forget everything another would be him always being attacked a certain way almost strategically to avoid death but more than anything if we just consider the scenes with ghostface in the bushes or his reflection in the ice cream aisle of the store depending on what version you watch you'll see an extended perspective, presumably from Ghostface, while they sat on the porch railing, sat on the porch railing talking. Not so randomly placed before we find out Stu and Billy are also presumably in the video store at the same time while it's still broad daylight. Yeah. Okay. I brought that up as a yeah. problem. Uh, but yeah. then again, then someone pointed out on the Red Show, I think it was on the YouTube channel as a comment, you guys are forgetting about Ronan in the sense, I mean, I understand this was part one and they hadn't even thought that far ahead yet. And to be honest, it just seems like an error in part one that, but then in, from a recon standpoint or recon standpoint, uh, Ronan is introduced and could have been around to, to help direct or orchestrate that. So that's an interesting theory. I never knew yeah. that there's a theory that Dewey was the killer. I always found it weird that he's always injured seriously, but always it always does look like he's being stabbed or shot right above the deadly area, like an inch above, stabbed an inch below, you know. But I, you can't play with that theory now. Like if if Scream Five comes out and they have Dewey being the killer, that that would just piss me off. Really? That would piss you I, off. I'd love it. All this evidence? I would love it. It would. It would piss. Twenty five years later, would piss me off if he's a secret killer. Twenty five years later. Oh, uh, if they if they do well, like the saw if they do the saw retro and show you. it, oh, so, that would be phenoms. Yes, yeah. I said no. phenoms. So hold on. <laughs> no, you didn't. I don't know what you said, but no to it. <laughs> what if when Jigsaw came out? No. What if Saw Seven? What if Saw Seven? Fucking Carrie always. Doctor Gordon never came back as the killer, and then and then in Jigsaw, twenty five years later, they revealed that he was behind it the whole time. Would that would that appease you, or would you be a poacher because it was too long? Because you you seem to take that you know cock and balls, loving the fact that it was Doctor Gordon. It's fine. Now, it's fine. It's all because it was a thought out concept from beginning to end, without a doubt. I do not believe that this was written film to film. I think some things had to be pigeonholed in there, but I think from a concept, it was written start to finish. If Dewey becomes the killer now, it'll feel forced, whereas it wasn't the original intent. I think they need to. Yeah, I think they need to do something. Otherwise, no. they yeah. need to kill. They need to kill off Sydney or Dewey or Gale at the beginning of Scream Five. They need to kill one of them for off. sure. That's Sydney being killed do. off would actually be a fantastic. Sydney, that would actually be. Sydney's the... my choice to be killed off. That that's who I would kill off. 
I'm not saying she's not a great final girl. She is. But that's the kill that would be like, holy fuck, they actually did it. That would yeah. be the wow moment for me. And then she take is. it into a, to a new generation of Scream. I can't, like, I mean, it's literally 25, 26 years ago. I can't get on board with it. I, I can just picture the shot, too. She'd be, like, after the big chase and everything like that, you think she's getting away? She comes up, and then she's, like, she sees, like, a cop or something like that. She's about to scream. And the knife comes right up and goes right through her, right through her throat, her, her mouth, up in into her head and cutting off the beginning of mania at the beginning of maniac yeah but she doesn't even get to scream so you think she's gonna scream for the title and it gets cut off and then the title card comes off and then the title is no scream five no scream five yeah that's exactly could you imagine that i would love it that would be amazing that should be the start uh, it would be like a drew barrymore moment You, you you get your 15 20 minutes so she's in the movie but she gets killed off it's our Steven Seagal executive decision moment where you're like, oh, no, man, no. I'm going to see executive decision. Steven Seagal's in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All, that, that whole 10-minute speech he gave, I'm not going to make it. I just, It's just not enough time. If you weren't talking, giving that speech, you could have made it. <laughs> I'm like, was that? Is, he, is, he, is his twin brother going to be in the movie? Is that all his role is? I was shocked when I saw that. By far, one of the most shocking kills in a movie, period. <laughs> That's why I got to bring it up. It, it literally... <laughs> like, to make what? your list. Most shocking kills. <laughs> An executive decision. There you go. Oh, I, didn't, I don't think I finished reading that question. And sorry. sorry. For the no, I was me because I you paused no, it no, and I just I wanted, jumped yeah, in. No, I kept pausing because I didn't want to like read the whole thing and then us be like, wait, what was the first thing? What was this? Um, okay, and he says at the end, I guess that scene is more debatable than the store scene, though, since he had ice cream and was rushing back to the sheriff in broad daylight. Too bad scary movie went through with the idea instead. Hmm. Huh. Well, as far as Sydney being killed in, in Scream 5, um, all I can say is, dream a little dream with me. It's never going to happen. As oh, much it's as not, not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but that would it, be the shot. I agree. We yeah. would love it. It would yeah. be it would be great. And as far as her being a great final girl, the problem with her being a great final girl is she's never a final girl. It, it, Scream has the problem that their Friday the 13th has on episode four and up. Now my father's calling. Hold on a minute. Let's okay. see here. Make sure he's okay. Yeah, I will. Hello? Hey, what's going on, son? Nothing. Are you okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> you heard what happened? Yeah, Mike texted me. Yes. I was doing the podcast, so I, I couldn't call back. But what's happening? You okay? I'm fine, but here's what I, you know, I got the shot yesterday. The, the booster. booster shot? Yeah. So that was, was all right, you know. I came home, I went out to eat, I did this, I did that, I come out later on the couch. So about, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock, I got up, I wanted to go to the bathroom. I just collapsed on the floor. Oh, I couldn't God. move. Oh. I couldn't move. I, I laid there for about three, four hours. What? Oh, Oh, I just collapsed. I had no strength at all in my body. You passed out or you were awake for four hours doing this? Well, what happened? I just, I, I, I couldn't get up. I had no strength at all in my body. I fell between the couch and the TV. I couldn't get up, so I just closed. Uh-oh, did he kick out on you too? Or is it me? Yeah. That's me. No, no, listen there. to me, I'm fine. I woke up at 6 o'clock, I got up. There was nothing wrong with me. Yeah, but you can't pass out for that amount of time and not go to the hospital. You can, you can drop oh, dead. I didn't pass out. I couldn't get up, so I just that's even worse. I went to sleep. That's even worse. If you physically can't get up because you collapsed, that's a serious sign of something very bad. you got to go to the hospital. I'm telling you. 
please go. Please go to the hospital. Seriously. Right. I'll take you myself. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I talk to my, I'm going to call my doctor. You know, they're going to tell me to go to the emergency room. Yeah. You know what's going to happen? They're going to admit me. There's nothing wrong with me. I I'm understand. fine. Yeah, but oh, you still know fell that, down. Though. If you don't know that, right? You don't know that there's nothing wrong. You're not a doctor. It, it, but listen to me. You were you were put in a situation where you physically could not stand up. It's probably never happened in your life. That's a scary thing. And and keep in mind well, I, I that blame, the I'm blaming the shots. I'm blaming the shot too. But that's what I'm saying. It's unprecedented for you and your body. You have to go do something about it. You blame the shot, well, but we don't know if, if there's I, anything I'm else. Sitting here, uh, if I don't uh, if I don't feel good, I'll, call, I'll go. Uh, Call 911 and go right to the hospital. But I'm feeling fine. I ate. I am drinking coffee. I'm going through all my stuff. I'm just still have a fever? Everybody's the rest of the day. This happens to people after they get their shots, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it happens that they collapse and they can't physically stand up. That, that That's on another level. Do you have a fever well, still? No, I have no fever. No. Okay. I'm fine. His body to feel everything. I don't know, a doctor, but just asking questions. I'm fine. If I don't feel, if I have any other symptoms, I'll go right to the hospital. I'll call 911. But I'm just going to sit there. If I go to the hospital, they're going to admit me. You know? Well, that's then that means it's serious. Any bed bugs? Then that means it's serious if they're going to admit you. That, well, they admit anybody who goes there like that. No, know? they don't. They, if, if they We're not talking about the mental me. hospital there, Mr. Zandano. Well, you know? like I say, I, I'm feeling <laughs> fine. I have no fever, no headache. I'm sitting here like I, like I normally do. You know? Uh, I'm so not going to argue about it. about it. I'm not going to argue about it. I just wish you would go. I'm just going to leave it at that, and I hope nothing bad yeah. comes out of it because... All right. If I have any, any more symptoms... I'll call 911 on a heartbeat. Yeah, but I mean, that's like a guy that has a heart attack, a mini heart attack. It says, well, it's just a mini, and then I'll wait to see. Then later on, they have a massive, and they drop dead because they didn't check in after the It wasn't a heart attack. It was a reaction from the shots. I know that. It's just an example I'm giving you. It's a health issue. It's it's scary. You don't know. Well, all right. I'm afraid. I'll call you during the day let you know how I'm doing. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll call. I'll call you later for sure. Okay. All Just, right. uh, I'm, I'm not going nowhere. All, all right. right. All right. I love you, Dad. I love you too. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Does he got a? Does he have a walk-in clinic that he can go to or something? I like. I just. It's. It, I mean, again, yeah. It sounds like it's obviously a direct reaction to the shot, but who knows, right? Who knows if there's more to it or if that reaction could potentially get worse? Like that's the downfall can, of. He should have his vitals checked. He should just. I agree. Really, yes. He should, because evidently it either caused you know fever to spike very high, his blood pressure. You don't you don't know. What he didn't uh. tell is he also downed a bottle and a half of Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> that part was left out of the conversation. I don't know, son. I just got up and <laughs> collapsed. Bottle of hooch right beside me. Couldn't even reach for it. I don't. I'm cracking jokes only because. But if it's no, serious, please. I'll fucking feel dreadful. So you should. Please. You should. Well, no, no, no. Why should you feel show. He's the guy that's being stubborn. He's the guy being stubborn and not going to the hospital. What can you do? This is how he is. You can only. Mike and I had to force him when he got COVID to go get tested for COVID. He was just gonna play it off and not do anything. Because you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. You yeah. gotta go. Finally, he fucking went, and then he had COVID. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't listen. He's too. The, the, here's the thing about the elderly. The difference between the elderly, your parents. When you get when you get to be middle aged, 
The difference between your children and your parents is basically nothing. They don't listen to you. They think you don't know shit. And there you are in the middle. And you probably well, have the most knowledge at that time. But well, you, you again, treat it. I agree. I agree. And then you're, you're, it's <laughs> funny. My mom is very similar to that. Uh, she's not stubborn, not that stubborn to think if something happened, she'd go get checked out. But she would pull what your dad says. I'm going to monitor it. Like, monitor it with what? <laughs> Like, right. there's Who nobody with you. you. Right. Like, I mean, so this right. is this is what, like... You don't so know, like, Dave. Your dad might yeah. be hooked up to an IV. He got his own drip going. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. monitoring it. He's got <laughs> it's a good <laughs> himself. Uh, no, he's I got to come off the call. Who knows? Who knows? Baby, maybe, again, not a doctor. This is no... I'm just baby, saying. Baby. He had COVID. Maybe when you have COVID and you've had your two shots and you've had COVID... Maybe with the booster, maybe something. Maybe it's because you get the natural antibodies from having the disease. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but again, everybody's different, which is why. Because I know people that have had the booster as well. Not in this area, but through work. And they were fine. But they, they had it because they had um, like immunity things. Or uh, if, you ever see Christian, if you ever see Christian naked, you'll realize that's the ultimate antibody. <laughs> Why can't like a side effect be like an elongated cock or something like that? Why is it? Right. Why does it always have to be like horrible? Like you know, this might make your cock bigger. Give me two, doc. Right. <laughs> just <laughs> just inject it right into each ball. <laughs> nice. Clear. <laughs> my wife That's got my the booster. Works. She couldn't wait. Irene got the booster. She couldn't wait to get the fucker. She's she's vaccine vaccine crazy. And as a result, I have to be too because she's afraid that I'm going to be a carrier because I, I never get sick, but I carry things and then they get sick from me. And I, I'm usually just like minor, but I, I get sniffles or a fucking scratchy throat. They get fucking bedridden at the same time. I know one thing you don't carry, this show. <laughs> Speaking of carrying the show, let's get back to the topic at hand. I do not. I have three things to say. Number one. About her being a final girl, she was always a final girl with somebody else. Final she group. suffers from the Friday the 13th yeah. final chapter and onward problem, which is why I don't rank her as high as others. Number two, I every time we see Dewey, we have seen him chased by Ghostface in those scenes. Have we not? There was no, wasn't there a thing on the radio station? He was being chased. Was yeah. that him? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's so, also get, you also see him getting them. stabbed up against the window in part two. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So if he's one of them, why would they be also attacking him? Unless he's a silent partner and he's doing things operating on his own accord. The old stew method. Getting stabbed in like that's spots why, that... That's why it doesn't work yeah. now because it wasn't thought out ahead of time. Well, it's he never... Far, he only has... He has nerve damage that miraculously sort of disappears over time. Is, and he, whenever, on, so is like, he on disability? Maybe he got that from the booster. <laughs> He's another guy. So, how is everything tied back to this? I know everything goes back to the shot. <laughs> everything today, the shot show. The shot show. Twenty-two shots. <laughs> shot. Shot. Twenty-two booster shots of COVID and disability. <laughs> the ratings. Their show ratings have gone up with vaxxers and just plummeted in the anti-vaxer market. <laughs> Twenty-two shots. <laughs> I ain't listening to no show telling me to get 22 shots. Can I just say something about the final girl thing? I totally agree with you, Dave. That's one of the things I always joke about, especially, you know, if Lacey's always talking about how great Sid is. I'll be like, well, it's not really final girl. She always has about 15 people helping her. But the one thing I will give her credit for is that it's a different ghost face each time. 
Yeah, it is. So So she's facing many different killers throughout, although they all turn into goofy fucking sackhead Jason bastards. The minute they put that outfit on, they're always tripping. Well, Jason, was it goofy? They're all getting kicked in the nuts. failing me now. (laughs) Jason Jason fell off the footstool. He was a human being. Yeah, Yeah, he was a goofy-ass bastard who couldn't cut out a second eye hole. His depth perception. He should really be swinging that like, He's got no death perception, this guy. We talked about that when we did the Scream show, too. Like, you put that mask on, wherever the hell it went, up there. You put that mask on, (laughs) right right behind me. You you can't see shit. You can't. I can barely make it up the stairs, let alone kill ten people. (laughs) You're killing me with your commentary. (laughs) Maybe the Scream diehards. Number again. Number three, I don't pay attention enough to the Scream franchise to be able to cite all these things that he's talking about in the email. I'm sorry. If it was Friday the 13th, I'd be able to go fucking five ways to Sunday or whatever the expression is and do it. That'd be fine. But I mean, it's funny. That's an expression in part three. She was fucked 10 ways from Sunday. Scream three. There you go. See, he's the scream fanboy of us all. Uh, more than anybody would be C. This is probably a better question for Cut to the Chase because those two could tell you every fucking thing about every scream movie and be able to do it like we could do a Friday. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I wish I had an answer. I hope that doesn't happen though. But uh, obviously, speaking, that's a, a thing for scream. Speaking of Cut to the Chase, they deserve a shout out. I've been on their show. I honestly thoroughly agree. Like, this is my stance on that. I should be the only guest. On that show. I thought you don't want to be a guest anymore. No, no. I was on their show. They invited me to Chase Miss. I've had a change of heart. You just said. Did you I just did say. say I said it two. Sh- yeah, the 12 days of, or the whatever. 20, X amount of days of Chase Miss. Okay. Please stop saying Chase Miss. No, I'm not. <laughs> Sounds That's like a horrible, itchy disease. Man, <laughs> Doc, <laughs> you, got any, you got any ointment or any powder for my Chase Miss? Ugh. <laughs> All I'll say is that. They ask, they ask nicely, I go, it's a quick two-hour show, done, easy. I'm not on there for six, seven hours. I want to do the 22-shot show, but I'm scared that it's going to be six or seven hours, and I can't put it on this show going to be six or seven hours, you never shut the fuck up. I think it is, too. We're only on question two of our first email. (laughs) And on top of it. Well, we better get going. My nose is running, excuse me. And you're running. It's only happened one time. When he listens back, he can hear this. That 22 shot show is usually like a four hour show when we've done it, correct? Or no? Yeah, yeah. no, it was a one time thing. This is what he doesn't seem to understand. He reminds me of my father. I can say what I want, but in his mind, just because one time it went to seven hours, it's always going to be a seven hour extravaganza. I I blame Dave Parker for that. That Guys, listen. It was moods coming back, everybody. No, Dave Parker, Dave Parker Parker likes to chat too. And I love that. You put me on that show. I can't stop talking. It's going to be 10 hours. It won't. Listen to me. It's 1994. Dave Parker doesn't give two fucking shit about 1994 horror. It's not like the 70s. 1970, where he has knowledge of it, and that's his bread and butter, just like with moods. They, They love 70s horror. This is 90s horror, and I know Dave is listening. And I know that he's saying, yeah, I'm not going to talk about every fucking thing on that show. Again, it was the I first will. time those guys came back together. You don't understand. If the three of us didn't record for fucking four months and our first show back together was a big show, we would probably talk each other's ears off too. Because it's the first time we fucking caught up all this time. And it's not like Moods had literally, not literally, Moods had a li- very small amounts of, of um, 
Cocaine. You know, communication. <laughs> yeah, cocaine. <laughs> communication with these guys while he was on his break. So I mean, they weren't talking that much. So it was a everybody was happy to be there. It was a it was a catching That's up. Problem, there was, there problems, was like the two scenes. hours of chit chat. There was a lot of. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm listening to the show. I've listened. I started the show what three weeks ago. I'm an hour and a half in. I had it. Yeah. <laughs> three weeks later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I forgot about it, and I'm like, oh shit! I was doing all this driving, and I forgot to listen to that show. You guys are on your tenth. Your your number ten. You just we started. Could made it, we could have made it quicker if we didn't read your list off. You haven't even touched my list yet. And the best part of it is that no one asked Jeremy for his list. Or something like that. That, was, that part made me laugh. Okay, you know what we'll do? Maybe we'll read one question a show from this email going forward. We'll do one here. We'll do a second. Because we're going to be here all night at, the, at this rate with all these things. Or we'll save it to and the it's end. Morning. So we're going to two, three, four, and five. He has, oh. f- he has four more. So yeah. we're going to wait. We we're going to play it by ear. We're either going to finish them at the end of the show if there's time. If not, we're going to read one each show. But if we do it now, I don't want to put our main event into where we got to rush through it. So let's get out of this email for now. Jonathan, we will 100% get back to it. For sure. Okay. Now, Cliff, cliffhanger. This is the one from Marty. <laughs> Marty guy. Cliffhanger. Okay. Hello, all. First and foremost, I love the show. The dynamic between you three and each other and each little bit you contribute to each other is amazing. I'm slowly Correct. making... My way through your back catalog as I'm typing, mostly listen all day at work, and it's all top-notch stuff. Very happy <laughs> to have smashed the sub button. So he's listening on YouTube, so he's not prone to Patreon yet. So anyway, I actually have some yes. Halloween credits you guys may like. I did the Michael Myers mask featured in the A&E Halloween Inside Story documentary that came awesome. out a few years back. Yeah, wasn't able to speak on it after it aired for a few years due to it being an indie project, but that has passed and you will find my name, Maurice Guy, and the sculptor of that certain mask, Nick Drezios, or NAG Masks, is used in the special thanks section. So that, that's really cool. Wanted to chime in and spread some love to three of my favorite podcasters. Need a Halloween Kills three-hour review or longer. <laughs> Much love, Maurice. Now, P.S. I'm including two shots from Friday 2. I need your thoughts on. The pick on the wall. It's a drawing for sure. But I wonder if it's an early sketch of what Jason may have looked like from concept art. Camera moves to him almost as we were supposed to see it. Your guys' thoughts. Now, do you guys have the email? It doesn't matter. If you yeah, I, yep. saw, I saw that picture. This is. I have this is always a, seen this picture. That is out of my wheelhouse. I never had an opinion on it. Okay, you see that? See? There, I'm putting it up for you guys. Yeah, no, I've seen it. You sent me the email. I yeah, saw I it too. I just thought and it was, a, um, like, I mean, you got to be so sensitive about how you word it. I thought it was just, like... An Indian or native po- poster and like display up on the thing. I didn't think it was of and Jason. I have a picture of Maurice Guy's work from the uh, A&E documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Great work, Maurice. Hey, that's better I, than the H2O mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not. I actually uh-huh. like this. Uh-huh. I literally googled worst Michael Myers mask ever. Yeah. And it should be the H2O mask. Yes, this I can see clearly now. The rain has gone. <laughs> nice. So I want to address this picture. I have always noticed this picture, and I've always been a little bit weary of it because, to me, I it, it kind of bugged bugged me out just a little bit. I'm surprised I didn't mention this on the podcast when we talked about. It. Maybe I've never, all the times I've covered Friday too. I bet it's there somewhere. Maybe yeah. on a banana laser commentary, I pointed out, or I talked about it here. I've always seen that picture and thought that it looked like a deformed man. 
And I'm not kidding you. I always saw that picture and had the same thought this person had that it looked like it, it always kind of scared me a little bit. I thought it looked a little like the elephant man, and I'm a little bit afraid of that. So I saw that, and it's always made me a little uneasy seeing it. And they do show it for a reason. But however, I never did what this guy did, what Maurice guy did. He took a picture of it, and because he took a picture, I was able to zoom in on it. And when you zoom in on it, it just looks like an uh, an old man. Look. Yeah, it's a yeah. So that's all it is. It's like an elderly-looking gentleman with short hair. That's what it the looks mohawk. Like. It's so a he, mohawk. Not a mohawk. It's like combed nah, down. It's just thinning. Yeah, it's just thinning on that side. You know what I mean? That's a but I could crazy. See... It's not a mohawk. It's co- no, because it's... it's on the back. He has hair on the back. It's just thinning there. I think it's just gray way. and dark. It's like mixed. I 100% know why he thought this, but because he put the picture there, excuse me, and I'm able to zoom. I I figured it out. So to me now it's just it's just an old man. I don't know. That that's really cool. And again, I don't know if I've ever brought it up before, but I've always wondered about that. So just that's my old man. Just an old fashioned old man song. on the wall. Okay. Now Aren't you glad you paid patronage for those answers? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I don't about? agree with just I don't a, agree with my co-host. Just an old man. Just I don't an agree old with man. So, so No, I was making fun of you two. What you think he's it's a mohawk? It's, it's not a, a mohawk. Oh, he thinks it's well, a Native American with a mohawk, which it could very well be, but it, it doesn't look yeah. that way to me. But I not it. A, and a tattoo on the side of his fucking head. What it's the best. I understand. I'm not going to try to pull it apart on him. We'll, we'll get a better shot of it. I'm going to analyze it. That's the Again, rosiness gonna... in his cheeks. It's I'm on the only one. Now. I'm the only one making fucking sense here. As no, listen, as per usual. Nonsense. Nonsense. That's what you're making. <laughs> That's the only sense. I'm going <laughs> to... Next show, I'm going to have the 4K. I'm going to take a picture of it. We're going to get it as crystal clear as possible and analyze this picture. It's a 4K I do scan. Don't get ahead of yourself. It's, 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 hey, you're right. It's the, it's the Pakenak Lodge. So it could be a Native American thing. Yeah, it could it, be a Native American good. guy, but I don't see no mohawk or fucking face tattoo. I don't see a tattoo, but again, we're going to get to the bottom of it. What do you think that red thing is at the side of his head? I don't see red. I just see nothing. I, just I see, see rosiness in his cheeks that was painted on there. Oh well. Why do okay. I feel this rage towards you two? <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I- I'm open to it. See, you might be right. See, you, you, you are right. Me. I just zoomed in a little further. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I want to. I want to choke you till your death. <laughs> that is the greatest. Oh, for uh, fuck! You know what? Now, I'm, I've never been intrigued about this, but now I'm intrigued. I don't know why. I'm not seeing it. Maybe it's one of those things where if you relax your eyes, like like the uh, 3D. Relax yeah, your eyes like, like more rats. <laughs> <laughs> the key is to, to relax your eyes. Yeah, oh, a sailboat. Like yeah, that too. A sailboat. Yeah, to right. me, it looks, like, it looks like an old country singer. Yeah, Man. that's what I thought. Like, right? you know, some guy named Whitman, Slim Whitman or some shit like that. Yeah, I could see that being Slim Whitman. That's yeah, who it is. Slim on, Whitman. Let's yep. Let's see. <laughs> Slim Whitman. Let's see what he looks like. Slim Whitman. Looks Art. fat. Or, or, okay. He's fat? Yeah. Slim Whitman, Indian love call. Wait a minute. This might be a connection. It says Indian. Wait a minute. Wow, look at that. Slim Whitman. Yeah. That, Could be an older version of Slim Whitman. Indian love call. Oh, 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 oh. When I'm calling you. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to hear this song. Let me just play this song. What the hell is he doing? I want to hear this this Indian love call song he did. <laughs> Slim Whitman. That's how my mind works. I see something, I gotta go to it. Oh, this is Carrie Nye's wedding song. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Sounds like when I orgasm. <laughs> I know this song. It's from a movie. Yes, right? Especially yeah, like that a, call. That call is yes. from a movie. I think it's from like a Rob Zombie movie or something. I, I come on your tits. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. We have another message that was sent to us on Patreon. I shared it, but I don't know if you wanted to read it on the show. So I'm going to read it on the show anyway. This is for, for real, for real. Because we don't care. No, 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 no. Well, no, because it's nothing bad. It's good. But I'm just saying he sent it to us, but already posted it on the page. Who would ever thought that a Canadian, a Jew, and Joe Pesci would make such a great horror podcast? What a world we live in. <laughs> I'm joking, fellas. Love the podcast, though. You guys always speak your mind about holding anything without holding anything back, especially this show. And that's all a fan can ask for. Plus, you guys are funny as hell with the dirty jokes and the BS talk. And yes, even Brandon's jokes get me chuckling sometimes. <laughs> First time on the Patreon. <laughs> but I had been a listener since 2019. Also, Dave Z, I loved that show, Banana Laser, brah. I bet Christian and Brandon are rolling their eyes yeah. as soon as bruh. I mention Banana Laser. <laughs> Stay blessed, fellas. Nice. Now, Thank oh. you. You know, it's a great yeah. e e email, and yes, he's correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's okay. He's, he's definitely for real. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, wait a minute. How do I listen to these things? Oh, that's right. That's right. Hold up. That was that was a missed. Hold on. These are the voicemails. We got voicemails. Hold up. Hey guys, this is Eric. I was mainly calling just to help you out, figure out whether the new voicemail is working or not. Thank you. So we'll see if you get this or not. Uh, I just finished watching the new director's cut of Rocky IV. So I wonder if. Any of you have seen it yet and what your thoughts are. Personally, I think I prefer the original flavor. But yeah. which I'll take. Talk later, guys. Right, well, let's give well, Eric, let's, yeah, let's, get, let's get into it. <laughs> thank awesome. you, Eric. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, Wait, we were having that? problems. Eric Webster. Oh, that, I, I couldn't hear the name at the beginning. I don't know said. Oh, yeah. Your friend Eric. This is Eric. Oh, okay. I was wondering why my blood pressure went up there and that. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Pickles. Pickles. It's pickle, singular. I, pickles. I know. It's a it joke <laughs> on our end, but it's fine. Okay. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say I'm really enjoying the show lately. Um, just a few suggestions, if you don't mind. I think we need more uh, fish talk. <laughs> you guys talk about the band Fish enough, so I was hoping you could incorporate more of that we'll into do. the show. <laughs> Because uh, I really love hearing about that band. Um, let's see what else. Uh, more cat stories. I'm, I'm a huge cat fan. But I, just, I love hearing people talk about cats and the funny things their cats do and everything like that. So, fish and cats. Very much appreciated. All right, fish and cats. And I, I came up with an idea. I don't think it's ever been done on another horror podcast before. You should. Um, Go back to old Fangoria magazines from like the early 80s <laughs> and go to the letters section where fans write in letters and read those on the show for us to hear. That would be very interesting. Never done anything like that. Not that I know of. Just some <laughs> anyway, have a good night. Oh, I love it. it. Yeah, I love it. He's been fleeced. <laughs> He just fucking shit on Dave, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Bring out the fangos. <laughs> Release want the, fang the fangos. People Holy do want shit. the fangos, though. Most of them do. 
either way, they've been put on hold mostly because of the co-host, not because. So okay. Holy shit! Thank that you, was uh, delicious. Scumbag called him. Sorry, Scott. Sc scumbag. Okay. <laughs> Did you call him scumbag? No, scunt. I said. Oh, scunt. I heard scumbag. So. I thought I heard scumbag, and then I was like, "What? Wow, that was brutal." He said he could smell my scunt. I'm gonna always jump into my Jody Foster when scunt gets. <laughs> That's what I call my friend Scott. All, uh, for, uh, since we were kids, scunt. Yep. Okay. Anyway. My Jodie Foster is horrible, by the way. When I hear the playback, I'm like, that doesn't sound remotely like Jodie Foster, which is why I love it even more so, because that's just the way my mind works. Amazing. It's Amazing. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm... What did you say, C? It's okay. Sorry. Say it, and then I'll I, I had Friday the 13th Part 2 playing so that I could freeze it in the background and see uh -huh. this damn thing. I don't know what you guys are seeing, but I'm seeing a guy, a picture portrait of a guy with a shaved head. It looks like a mohawk, almost, almost Mr. C style, and a fucking tattoo right here. Who's Mr. C? Mr. T. Mr. T. Mr. Oh, C. <laughs> Mr. C style, I thought he said. Yeah. Mr. C style. Mr. C. Yeah. Mr. Christian. I Mr. The Christian. <laughs> Oh, the time has come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get more on that next show. We don't have Sorry. time. Let, let, let's get through these two voicemails here. Here we go. Hold up. Hey, what's up, Exploders? It's your friend, Robert Patterson. Well, I just got done watching the movie New York Ninja that Vinegar Syndrome put out recently. Have you heard of this one? Now, I know it's not a horror movie, but particularly for Dave, who's a fan of the 80s like I am, it's a hell of a fun watch, especially if you're looking for a genuine so bad it's good film. This is definitely that. Anyway, just wanted to say hi, spread some love, and help you guys test out your voicemail. Wait, can, can you even say voicemail these days? You have to be voice person or something? Just trying to be a good guy. Sorry, person. All right, person out. Voice person. <laughs> Was it Robot Ninja, he said? Was that the one? Or did I hear New York you? Ninja. Vinegar Syndrome put it out. New York yep. Ninja. Hey, I, I see what you're seeing. See? Oh boy! <laughs> Can we do this? Look, here's the thing. Fucking shit. Where, where C is seeing the shaved head part, that is gray hair. Picture like a a guy who has dark hair, like a skunk. A skunk. <laughs> like skunk. Oh, it's Jay Leno. Part. It's a Jay, portrait skunk. of Jay Leno. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a skunk. It's a portrait of Jay Murph. <laughs> oh my god! I watched. So I watched Video Man. It came out a couple of years. It was on that Arrow streaming service. Have you guys seen that? It came out like a couple of years ago. Video oh, Man. Really, I recommend it. it. Really good film. It's about VHS collectors in Britain, but more more than that. It's just that's that's who it focuses on. And he calls a character in that movie a skunk. And I'm like, this is like the perfect movie. <laughs> What's it called again? Video Man. Okay, that's a hard title for me to remember. Yeah. Video Man. <laughs> Video Can you even movie. say that anymore? It doesn't have to be video person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Voicemail. That was a good joke. Voice. That was shit. Everybody helped out because there were some issues at first, so they all sent sent things in. So thank you. Now we do Wait, it. And who was that who sent the last one? Robert, Robert Patterson. Patterson. Oh my God. I hit my microphone again. Robert Pattinson. Yes. Pattinson. So New oh, York. From, uh, have you guys seen? Twilight movies? <laughs> yes. Maybe. From Twilight. Yeah. Maybe and him. He burped up Chris and Stewart's underwear too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> him. Uh, have you have you seen this movie that he's talking about i have not no new york ninja i've never even heard of it 
Heard a Ninja I, Three. Yeah. Now I've never seen it, but I saw the Vinegar Syndrome put it out. Vinegar Syndrome puts out such like obscure movies, but like they're like the only company I that Ninja I would movies. ever consider blind buying bad movies from because they do such a nice job on their release. Yeah, they do. They do. But well, I, gotta, uh, I gotta see this. I thought I saw all like the the main Ninja movies from back in the day. I would be surprised if this is on uh, if this is on Prime because Vinegar Syndrome has a lot of their movies on Prime. I'll tell you right oh, now where it is. What if they had Rocky versus the Ninja? Would you like that? You probably they had New York Rocky versus New York Ninja. <laughs> Philadelphia Rocky. Come on now, get it right. How about Philadelphia Cream Cheese versus New York Rocky? <laughs> what? Yeah? I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know. New York Ninja is not available streaming anywhere. Okay, one more voicemail. Let's kill. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get it out of the way before you guys spent 10 minutes looking. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm not the guy in a rush. Fuck, what do I care? I can sit here till one. Okay. Robin, my boy. It's Dr. Lipschitz. How are you? You know, I know you don't usually take my phone calls. <laughs> but I thought this voicemail is the perfect opportunity to get back to you on something. I have some information. See, your father, he thinks you're depressed. And I said, well... Why shouldn't he be depressed? He, he's over there talking about um, hidden gems, walking around hidden gems. You should be talking about found gems. You know what I'm getting at? Uncut no. gems. Brandon, I, I have an opportunity for you. I have a good friend, Ira Goldberg. He has a jewelry shop in the city not too far from you. Now listen, I know, I know what you're thinking, but listen, I can get you a good job with Goldbergs, and then you can start stop talking about hidden gems and start talking about real gems that are going to put money in your pocket. Did you say Goldblums? So I, I understand everything that you've been through, and I know you don't want to take my phone call anymore, and I'm a good friend of your father, as you know, so I thought I would use this voicemail to, to get through to you. So I, I hope that, uh, that the young man, Dave Z, plays it on the show. So please look me up. Please call me back, B. I, I get, I gotta tell you exactly what that felt like. You know when you're watching an awards show and there's two people that come up to the mic and they start going into a shtick and you just like you're staring there like it, it's just a train wreck. You're watching it. You're like, this is not gonna go well, and it doesn't. That was what that voicemail was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half kidding for Dave's voice work and uh, you did not get the job yeah yeah we're looking for something a little bit more obscure yeah not someone that sounds like you putting on a voice the voice you did earlier was better yeah hey yeah I did you a voice yeah, that's Dr. Lipschitz that should be the Dr. Lipschitz voice that's Dr. Lipschitz now, Dr. Lipschitz would sound more like, um, if I was to do a Dr. Lipschitz, it would be like, Oh, Dr. Lipschitz! Oh, hey, Brandon! I'm Dr. Lipschitz! Mazeltoff! That'd be my, that'd be my Dr. Yeah. Lipschitz. Dr. Li- Dr. Lipschitz sounds like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> also sounds like Turkish looms, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Turkish Loomis. Say something, Michael, or whatever the fuck the guy said. Did Michael kill again? Say something. <laughs> okay, let's get to the main event. Yeah, uh, let's get quick, 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 quick break, and then we'll get to the main event. Just 
Okay. <laughs> top 20s. We got two top 20s, and in between, I guess we will do our um, our franchise rankings. Now, these shows have been a long time in the making. These come from Johnny C. And rather than do a trilogy, he decided to do this. And I'm really happy about it. I don't know about these guys, but I had a lot of fun putting together these Any lists. opportunity not to watch bad movies that other people pick, I'm happy. It's against the rules now. That's right. We they they can't. Those are, those are the rules. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. <laughs> those are the rules. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Well, initially when he signed up, he joined the uh, on the level that said, um, "Pick those three movies. Those what you call it's um, the top hundred of the decade." And for you those know, of you who aren't patient, think. pick any three movies, and we won't cover them. Or maybe not. I can't remember what he picked. Maybe that's another situation. Oh, I'm confusing myself. Nobody cares anyway. Especially, yeah, yeah we're not even including including our own. We're cracking our own terrible jokes over here while you're talking. That's okay. Yeah, you do jokes and I do fucking bullshit. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, <laughs> so top twenty direct. We have. It's been so long since we've done this. Top twenty directors today and top twenty hidden gems. So, uh, what do you guys want to do first? I feel like because because of the catastrophe that it was for C, we should probably do the gems first. But gems. Yeah, I've got ten. Originally, originally I would have thought the other way, but because you kind of had difficulty 11. with it, I figured twenty-seven. <laughs> what? what are you, I, fucking <laughs> hike the football already, yeah. <laughs> ten, eleven. <laughs> I said I only got 11 hidden gems. I managed to squeeze out 11, okay? Jesus Christmas okay. with you two. I'm, I'm just saying, like, don't you would prefer that, right? Don't you feel more proud about your director's list than your hidden gems list? Yeah. Don't you completed? remember? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Jason, don't you remember? Yes. <laughs> fucking hell. Fucking hell, man. I can't do it, I can't do it anymore. I love it. <laughs> I just, anytime you speak, well, it always will refer, we return to Friday. <laughs> Is Friday ever not brought up on the show? One way, shape, or form. Does it, does it come yeah, I used up to or... love the franchise. I threw out my box set. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the trash compactor. I just watched it crush. Fuck you, Friday. 4K scans. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck up, Thirsty. Oh, okay. Uh... Maybe we should let C. Maybe me and B should do our our, our twenty to nineteen or our, <laughs> our twenty to eleven. Excuse me. <laughs> and let's see do do his when we do our top tens. He could do a top. I, I could come in at number twelve. I'll come in at number twelve. Oh, all right. So do your twenty. Just look to around 13. the room. Do your twenty to thirteen real quick right now. There you go. Good. Got it. <laughs> 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 Good list. Uh, Friday, Friday five. Nobody's ever seen that one. Uh, Speaking of, see, I, got, I got the Steelbook now version of of that. The new one hasn't even been opened. Wait, to get those. Wasn't that oh. expensive? The Steelbook. I got it dirt. I got it again cheap. You just have to wait because people post these things for the most stupid, ridiculous prices, and then someone was said here thirty bucks, and I paid thirty bucks plus shipping. That was it. What is it? Let That's me see the steelbook version the, of the eight. The eight. The new no, just the new one. The Paramount one that they came out. They came out with this one a month yeah, and a half ago, it. and then they came out with this one, which is the steelbook. Oh shit! And this has oh. this has a uh, car collector cards in it as well. 
Oh, shit. I'll be getting them then. It's just a matter of time. I just got to wait till the prices drop. Okay. That's the key. I got both of those for the price of what the Steelbook was showing for like retail price here. But if you look at eBay, people put some ridiculous ass markups on those. It's ridiculous. Of course they do. I know it is. Stop. Fuck them. No. So you did 20 to 13. Thank you, C. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, Glad I could help. 20 to 13 from B. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, so just rattle them off. How, how have we done it in the past? I don't remember. I just know we did 20 to 10. Typically round robin. Oh, yeah. No, normally we would do that. We would go like 20 down to 11 and then do a yep. top 10 round robin, I think. So then, well, wait, do you we'll want do me to get... Now. Okay, well then, I guess I could... 20 to 13. Uh... 20 to 13? Yeah, Since so we can do round robin after, you know? Yeah, okay. I'm going to have things to say, though, on each one. I'm sorry. Not about necessarily what it's about or anything like that. Just, I did something I kind of went above and beyond because I wanted to let people know where they can find them and give them a tiny bit of background on it because a lot of them are... They're hidden gems to me because... Some of them are just really hard to find and have you know they're not accessible. They not be they may not be the greatest movies that I'm going to sit here and say, oh yeah, they're eight out of tens or higher. That's not the point of this for me. For me, this is the movies that I think are, are are good and just nobody ever talks about. It. They're underseen and there's reasons. Yeah, for it. So yeah. Well, I, my first movie, my number twenty movie, is a movie I own on DVD. I don't even think it's available anymore, but uh, it's called Blood Moon from 1990. I think it's an Australian uh, slasher type film at an all-girls school, and I, I really think. enjoy it. It's not no, no. I th- I mean, I think it's Australian. Yeah, I'm joking. I, I was. Just... I think it's a movie. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Australian. It's been a long time since I watched it, but I remember really enjoying it and thinking, "This needs a Blu-ray." Nobody talks about it. My number twenty, number nineteen from last year. It made my uh, number 20 spot, Death of a Vlogger. I thought it was a great found footage film, and anyone who hasn't seen it, who's a fan of found footage, needs to see it. Number 18, The Secret in Their Eyes. This was on my um, Hidden Gem solo cast. I'm talking about the original version, which is, I believe, Spanish, Argentina. But it's a fantastic film, great ending. Uh, don't watch. I, I, I'm not gonna say don't watch the American remake. You can. I've never seen it. It could be good, but watch the original one. I don't know if they changed anything. Number seventeen, uh, Giallo. I watched for the first time earlier this year called The Bloodstained Butterfly. Arrows. Mm. Arrows released this. I had never seen it. I loved it. My type of Giallo. Number seventeen, Bloodstained Butterfly. Number sixteen, been mentioned before, on I think my hidden gem show as well. End of the line. Yep, you did mention nice. that. Have you guys seen that one? I've seen that one. That's a really I have it. It's Canadian film. too. That's the one that I keep mistaking for creep, which I think also well, takes it, place. It's, in, you know, yeah. Yeah, it takes place in the subway system with creatures. Mm-hmm. Creep is also creep is a good one to have on your list too, to be honest. Uh number fifteen, again another one I've mentioned previously on my show, uh Girls in Chains. It sounds like such oh, a yeah. sleazy cheesy you know b movie but it's really got a lot of heart behind it and it's a lot of uh local theater actors who came together to do uh to do that film really well done number 14 is a shimizu film called reincarnation Mm -hmm. which is great ghost story uh and we're stopping at 13 or we're doing 13 yeah stop at oh wait hold on no i i could do from 14 on now i could do from 14 on now he's changed 
Look at okay, that. Okay, so eh? I guess we're stopping. He's doing a 14. So God he's B. It. You've already given your 14 at me. God so damn it, man. That's okay. You go first. You've done you first. Motherfucker. Okay. No, so go I'm down to a, go to... down to 11, and then I'll just do 14 to 11. <laughs> I'm just no. Kidding. Okay. Okay, you can if you want. Go ahead, B. Continue. 14 to 11. <laughs> yeah. okay. Why not? Uh, so Shimizu, Jesus. Shimizu's reincarnation at 14. The Caller at number 13. Love it. Great film. Uh, number 12. Now we're getting into, well, it's three in a row, but I'm only going to be reading two of them, two sci-fi horror films. Uh, one's on Netflix. It's called Circle. And Circle, 11, is that the one where everybody's just in a room? They wake up in a room e- and they just get buzzed yep. out one by one. It all takes place in one area. Yep. Yeah. We, we watched it as a family somehow. I don't know why. And, and then I remember my son asking to watch it again because I guess he just remembered it. It stuck in his head. It's, so we watched yeah, it again. It's a good it's, film. It's a yeah. solid film. And, and uh, number 11, Coherence. Another oh, yeah. sci-fi horror film. Brilliant concept. I, I really enjoyed that one. That one came out in 2013. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, so your movie, uh, your first one that you mentioned, there's one person selling it on eBay for $20. Blood Moon. Blood Moon? Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I had time to research because you were firing them off. I wanted to pay attention. But that's what I that's what I tended to do for some of my picks to see availability and stuff. Because, you know, you can find, like, bootleg versions on eBay and things like that. So. Yeah. Better to have that than nothing. A lot of a lot of the ones I mentioned are available. Blood Moon is probably one of the harder ones to find, but all the others should be readily available either on Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah. Okay, now here's what I did. I'm gonna give information with each of mine as far as like where you can find it and stuff, and maybe like a sentence about something with it. But I mean, the first movie here, number twenty. The reason I included this movie is because this is strictly for eighty slasher fans enthusiasts of it that are into it the way I am. It's not the greatest movie in the world. It's not going to be one that I would have even would have landed on my top 50 slashers, but I enjoy it. But the reason I'm putting it here is because this movie was released. Pardon me. This movie was recorded and was supposed to come out in 1987. There was even talk of it in Fangoria at the time and everything. It was a slasher movie for the time. Yet there was an issue and it never got released. There was some type of copyright issues because some of the things they, they show old clips from old movies in it because of the gimmick of the film and some and they, there was copyright issues and there was a rumor that the mafia funded it so the movie ended up not coming out until about 20 years later on DVD and, the, and when it finally did come out it was given a, an alternate title and it was it said from the producers dude where's my car the movie is called bloody movie it also goes by the name of terror night it is a slasher movie, like I said, filmed in 87, slasher tropes, um, some decent gore. Uh, I happened to get the DVD through Netflix, uh, you know, through their DVD, you know, because it's not a print movie. But I was able to get it through Netflix and have it sent to my house. I copied it years ago. So that's just one I wanted to give the information for. Um, it's an out-of-print DVD. Oh, you I remember go- this movie. Yeah. It's got a weird-looking freaking cover and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. If you're a slasher yeah. fan that likes 80 slashers, you will like this. And, it looks uh, like Creepshow. It looks like Bedelia. I know, but it's it's nothing like that. Yeah, right? I know, but the cover. Right. Michelle Bauer's in it, and she is just stunning. But anyway, and the score looks like Linnea Quigley is in it. And funny enough, Linnea Quigley was supposed to be in it, but wasn't. But that's the first one. Bloody Movie Terror Night. The second one is a, it's a, it's a found footage movie that is very overlooked. I never hear anybody talking about it. And... Um, it's called The House with 100 Eyes. It's from 2000, 
It's on your found footage list, right? It is. It is on my phone. Yep. Footage and every anybody it's talk good. about it. It came out in 2013. It is good. It, the thing about this movie, it's for found footage people and for people that like like hardcore type stuff. There's not a whole lot of found footage movies that go into that territory where you have like a sadistic killer doing things. You know, it's not like completely over the top like a guinea pig movie or something like that. But it's it's a charismatic guy and his wife setting the cameras around the house and they're setting up to make a. Um, they want to do three through snuff films at one night and document it and everything else. You can find that on Tubi. So check it out. House of I, own, I own that. Artsploitation put that out. I think I own the, I own the uh, it's go. either DVD or Blu-ray, but I own it. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's DVD. I'm not positive, but for people listening that might want to check it out, it's free on Tubi. Uh, check it out. It's an interesting one. Uh, be warned, though, if, if you're sensitive to certain things, there is some... There is some stuff going on in there. You know what I mean? Some type of forced sex and some type of little things like that here and there. Some so type just, of forced sex. <laughs> in it, to a degree. The way you worded Let it. Me, There's some... Is there any other kind? Am I, you know? <laughs> okay. <Horrible>. Shit. So, <laughs> too soon? number 18. Too soon for what? <laughs> for that rape <laughs> trial that's coming up for you? For you? What? Too soon for what? <laughs> too soon. Unbelievable. Oh, shit. So it's funny because there's like three or four movies that if we would have done this like two years ago would have been on my list, but they have soon, they have now come out. Like I would have had like The Slayer on that list. I would have had, um, what's that Spanish, um, the Carl, Edge of the Axe that would have been on the list, but they've all come up over the last few years. So they're not as much hidden gems anymore, but for a while they were because I had bootleg copies. So this one here is it's now available anywhere. It's It's, Shutter, every place else. It's called The Dead Pit. It's from 1989. Yeah. Okay, it's you a zombie type. That you could click yes. and then the eyes would glow on some of them. Yeah. Yes. I remember yep. that. I bought but... just the box. <laughs> I wish sure? I could get that, that VHS box. <laughs> but anyway. Did you say yeah, too, too soon again? I got to bust your fucking skull open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Seems, it seems a little so, yeah. extreme for the too soon. What? <laughs> I'm going to bust your fucking skull open. <laughs> See, episode 161. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Dave. Okay, so 1989, The Dead Pit. Check it out. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth your time. It's got some pretty solid gore in it, and it's um, zombie-ish type stuff. It's an interesting enough story. You'll like it. Okay, uh, number 17, this is called The Sender. It's from 1982. Yes! Yeah, The Sender. I love this movie. There you go. We it's did it on the show. We did do it. We did? Return we definitely to Sender. Talk. Yeah. No, we, we did. Def- we definitely yep. talked about this. Before. I rented it from I rented yep. it from uh, YouTube to so we could talk about it on the show. That's how I hidden never... it is. It's on an episode you don't even remember. Yeah, I've never reviewed it. There's no way I reviewed the sender. Yeah. Did I? We did. Yeah. We okay, well, I forgot. Sorry, like a guys. year I, uh... a year or so ago. That's okay. It's still a hidden gem. I'm talking. I'm gonna be bringing up shows I've talked about before in the show. I don't know if we did a mass review of any of them, but okay. or a mass shooting. Too soon. <laughs> All right, that's, that was the last one. <laughs> Can I finish this fucking first eleven or no? Okay. <laughs> Again, I have nowhere to be. I could sit here till fucking one o'clock and have my brother come to my door and go upstairs. <laughs> D is the guy that's usually in a rush. I rush for C's sake. Not mine. I'm just oh. trying to be polite. I, I'll, I'll fucking talk all day. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm farting, and I've just like hotboxed this whole area. Like, it <laughs> stinks. Like, I might <laughs> die. You stripped the metal off your steelbook. 
Ooh, it, I stripped the metal off my teeth. It's, <laughs> I had braces before. Are they still there? <laughs> oh, shit. Awesome. Oh, oh fuck. Ooh. Where am I? Okay, so where was I? The dead pit. Uh, pardon me. The sender. I apologize. I didn't realize we did this again. I didn't want to talk about movies that we've ever reviewed on the show, so that was just an oversight, but it's everywhere to see now. You can you check for a while. You couldn't, but it's from 1982. It's called the sender. Definitely worth your time. Okay. Here's one that we all talked about on a year end show. It was released. It was made in 2011, but I don't think it was made available to any of us until 2017. I have it on my list too. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Mass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> good, good stuff. The only place you can find it now is on eBay, and they're just like, you know, just bootleg version. It's not available anymore? No, it's not available streaming. Oh, streaming, okay. But again, and only bootleg versions on eBay. So yeah. there's no official release still. I'm glad, I, I, don't know why... glad I bought it when it first came out. Me too. I don't know why it stays hidden this way and what's going on with copyrights, but if get your hands on it, man. Great if film. you like Jallos, yeah, it really is. So endorsement from all of us that's masks okay number 15 this is the movie i used to always see the vhs back in the 80s and never rented it because they had a stupid title and a stupid fright night um box art box art no no <laughs> however it's funny you should say that because it's a rhyming title it's called jack's back yeah <laughs> have you guys seen jack's back yeah christian or er, jack's, back. jack's oh. uh what's a slater what's not uh what's his name not fucking slater wait wait no, no. For, uh, from James Spader. Slater. Slater, 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 Slater yeah. Judge Buck. <laughs> AC Slater. Yeah. AC anyway, Slater. Jack- oh my God, you brought him up. I was watching Golden Girls last night because you know that's what I'm doing. He, uh, Mario Lopez, is like a I kid on that is. show. That's hilarious. He's the grandson. He's the grandson of, give me a second, give me a second. Which one? <laughs> he gets mad. Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't. He was the grandson of, fuck, I'm going to say Blanche. No, he's actually just a student of uh, Dorothy's, who's an illegal immigrant from uh, Mexico, and he's getting deported back to Mexico. Okay, I'm thinking of some else. I'm thinking it's a of laugh riot. That was a Sorry. punk. Okay, he was real disrespectful to Blanche. That's a different kid in a different situation. My mistake. Sorry. It's a different okay. show. Yeah, different show entirely. <laughs> so Jack's back. It's a, it's about Jack the Ripper killers. He has a twin brother. They they've resurfaced in this is 1988. The best thing about this movie is James Spader's performance. He does a dual performance. And it's an interesting slasher-type movie that, again, was overlooked for a very long time. Now it is more available, but I still think a lot of people haven't seen it, so I wanted to put it on the list. Didn't Scream Factory put it out, I think? Probably, yeah. Now, wait. I think we should should change our Nightmare 2 Rocky 4 question to Rocky 4 or Rocky Dennis. No. 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 I love Rocky Dennis. Too soon? I love masks. <laughs> so, I hope your dad breaks through that door, just clobbers. Well, you were head. talking about no, masks Mallet. being on your list before, so it made me think of Rocky Dennis. There you go. See, he's back in the mix. Okay, number <laughs> fourteen. I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough to do a show with Jamie and Brian called ABCs of Hidden Horror. So um, I have some little. Ba- I only use maybe four of them on this show, but th- mostly ones that I brought to the show. And I brought this movie on the B episode and. The reason this movie is overlooked is because the first one sucked so bad. So, and this this was a directed video. Uh, the first one was not. It's called Boogeyman Two. It's uh, came out in two thousand seven. It's um, 
It's on Plex for free, and there's a, a cheap DVD you can get of it. A lot of people overlook it because of the title of the first one. This movie actually is is it's it's kind of like I'm gonna call it a a poor man's Nightmare Three, and that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means it's not on the level of a Nightmare Three, but it is definitely worth your time. It just means if you can't afford Nightmare Three, you do this one. Yeah, you could get this one. Yeah, <laughs> but go watch Boogeyman too. There's the slasher stuff going on in it. It's nothing like the original. The there's a couple creative kills. <laughs> Uh, Electric Boogeyman, too. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 13. This is another one on my found footage list. I never hear anybody talking about it. Uh, I actually watched it again yesterday because it's been a while since, and I just enjoy it so much. It's it's more thriller than horror. It has horror elements in it, but I still wanted to put a little highlight on it today. It's called Alone With Her, and it is a, a, a stalker who sets up cameras uh, he has a camera on him. He ends up setting a camera up at, at this girl's house all over the place. He's tech savvy, and you see how how he manipulates his way into a relationship with her. It's um, it's it's pretty intriguing from start to finish. It's a short movie, and um, but it's there's not really a dull moment. It, it it's if you're if you're into found footage the way I am, I recommend checking it out. It's got a good ending. It's 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 worth your time. It's called Alone with Her, and it's on Plex. So is it Plex? I'm pretty sure Plex, like a lot of these found footage movies are. So check Tubi that one out. Plex. Pardon me, Tubi. I apologize. Thank you. Yeah. Although Plex does have a, uh, their own their own streaming option as well. Aside yeah, from people's personal collections, they've got like a Tubi-esque or, or like all these other options. So or it's just another. Tubi, or Tubi announced. Tubi continued. The one that costs money. There's no question that should be it. Anyway, um. He's high down to that. Get the See? fuck out of uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Plex because the movie I just spoke of, Boogeyman 2, is free on Plex. That's what it is. But no, Alone With Her is on Tubi. I apologize. So, I'm still thinking okay. of Electric Boogeyman 2. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be alone with her or alone with the Boogeyman 2? <laughs> okay. Number 12. <laughs> Sorry, the realization, it. look. Sorry. We're like, what? <laughs> Tim's going to say it. He's like, I can't get through this fucking top 10. Sorry. Actually, I should relax because you're the guy in a rush scene. You're having fun. So no, I'm the gonna... crazy thing was he's like, go ahead, be rattled off your 20. I just read my list up and he's like, I'm going to lay back and talk about each one, give you the country of origin. All right, never mind. I'm done. Yeah, but all <laughs> I'm saying is one sentence about it and where you can find it. it a should... very long sentence. I like it, though. <laughs> Punch him in the face. I'm enjoying it, D. Go ahead. Number twelve. Spit. This is the movie. It's um. It, it's called Paper House. It's from 1988. It's it's not 100 percent straight horror. It's it's, it's but it, yeah, Bernard Rose's first movie before he did Candyman. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. It still it does not have an official release. It's uh, it's still only available on VHS. And, and bootleg DVDs on eBay, but you could probably find them at a reasonable price. But I do recommend it. It's shot really well. It has some really cool uh, dream imagery and stuff like that. It's 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 a really good story. Um, Is that I, streaming I say, anywhere? Because I still have not seen that movie. That's what ever... I said. It's not. The only oh, way you it... can is VHS or a DVD bootleg. That's the only place you could see not it. Okay. Not streaming. Nope. So that, that's why it's still a gem. But... If you want to spend the money on the uh, the DVD, it felt, like it, it felt like it was streaming recently somewhere, in the or in the last maybe six months. Maybe I was wrong. Who knows? He's probably on Plex. I'm sure you know who has it. Probably on Plex is uh, Mr. Parker. Dave has everything on Plex that 
only has a VHS release and nothing else, he will put it on his Plex. So I, I, I would bet that he would have it if anybody. So I would ask him. So where was it? Eleven. Now, this is the movie I put on here because nobody ever talks about it, but everybody talks about the remake, which, you know, the remake isn't anything special that I haven't even seen it. But this movie is called The Woman in Black. It's the original one. It was a made-for-TV movie in 1989. It's an out-of-print DVD and and, and and a blue on eBay. You can find it there. And that is it. It's not streaming anywhere. Like I said, it was made-for-TV, but it was. it's really... Uh, spooky type for a TV movie for the time. And if you're into like, you know, ghost story, supernatural stuff, it's definitely, um, it's creepy. It, it's it's a good movie. Some may feel it's a little bit slow, but I think it, the story calls for it. I, I think it's, it's a really good movie. So it's the original, The Woman in Black, 1989. Okay, there you go. All right, The Woman in Black or The Lady in Red? Too soon. The Woman in Black. <laughs> How about The Lady in White? The Lady in White or The Lady in Red? Lady in white, lady in wet, red, wed, wed, woman in black. Uh huh. Is that all the ladies? Blue rune or blue run or, or green room. Green room, blue room. <laughs> anyway, C, you're you're up to bat with your fourteen and on. No, I, I managed to I managed to do a top twenty as we were yes! talking here. I knew you would so find a way. Hopefully, hope, now the, what what it is though, I would say that it's more like what Brandon said, which is I don't think there's any necessarily good movies on this list no i'm not going to say that i'm going to say that it there's no it's it's not necessarily my number one's not the best one here it's just 20 movies that i think don't get talked about enough uh or should be seen if you haven't already seen them that's it and again it's not doesn't mean like 20 is better than one it just happens to be i had to rank them somehow 20 would be worse than one you know what i mean maybe I just I want to bash your fucking skull. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Jack Torrance style. The uh, here we go. So like number twenty, Mercy Christmas. Both Brandon and I brought this up a couple of years ago. It just sort of streamed on. It's on. Uh, it should still be on Prime. No one talked about it. It's just kind of like a goofy kind of fun play on a holiday horror film. And it does she say? It uh, does she say clickety clackety in it or no? No, no, she I does forgot. Not. You know what? I totally forgot about that Watson. film, but it was a fun film. Yeah, and we we brought it up. I think we did shout outs on it, but I just yeah. like I said, it's not a perfect movie by any means, but it's a hell of a lot of fun worth checking out. Nineteen is Innocent Blood. I'm not saying it was a main mainstream release, but nobody talks about this movie. John Landis mafia vampire movie, and it's a shitload of fun too. Don Rickles has a great role in it. It's it's just it's a lot of fun. Great effects in it too. Uh, number 18, Relentless. Uh, William Lustig's like other spinoff series. Like I think he did the first one, and then there was like four or five other movies that came after it. I think maybe th- maybe three or four sequels tops. But that's the one with Judd Nelson, and he's a serial killer. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've heard newspaper of it. Newspaper at the seen. front, and I think he cuts. He's cutting through the newspaper, and I think he's saying, "I think that's the cover anyway." Relentless. Uh, train number 17 is Train. And initially, it came out as like. Supposed to be a remake of Terror Train, but it actually is not a, a remake at all. But it's vicious on its yeah. own right. It, it's a really good film. Um, so shout out to that one. Number sixteen, Little Evil. I put it on my list a few years ago. I don't think anybody's talked about it. But again, another fun sort of comedy horror film that should be seen. Don't put it on your list anymore. Maybe people will start talking about these movies. <laughs> 
<laughs> Number 15, I, I, we've all talked about it. Actually, you know, Dave, I, I, I thought we didn't do this as a review, but we have. And that's Stage Strike 2014. I really yeah. like to sing the praises of this, the, the, the musical slasher film. But I sing. still don't think enough people have seen it because no one talks about it or they just dismiss it because it's a new wave slasher. So they don't really give it any... Uh, a fair chance, but Kabuki it's a lot of fun. Or, or Bukaki. I think it. I that's think awesome. It's a, that's a good joke. Yeah, that is the best line. <laughs> I think some people are turned off by the musical numbers. I mean, I we loved it, but, but that's what's it. fun about it. I, I mean, agree with. You. Yeah. I mean, it's, great, it takes the camp kills. slasher and then yeah, it's gory and it, and it's fun. Yep. Um, and good good sort of story too. It's like a throwback to the old eighty slasher films. Like, yes, for it sure. is. Uh, number fourteen, Phantom of the Opera, nineteen eighty nine. Dwight H. Little, Robert Englund, that Phantom of the Opera. I like that one with Christine from the girl that plays Christine is Jill from Popcorn. Jill Stepfather. Yeah. Yeah. Her. yeah. I, lo- I really like that take. I like the fact that he stitches his mask on instead of just wears a mask. Like he literally stitches it to his face and puts makeup on. Like leather face. And it's pretty gory too. Yeah. Slap me five leather face. I like that one. <laughs> Number 13. You've heard me talk about a lot too. We talk about a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 ripoff. Bad Dreams. Again. Uh-huh. I mean, it, I don't know if it's so hidden, but I think Let's more go. people need to see it if they haven't checked it out yet from 1988 Green. Uh, Green. or 1987 when it ever came out. Number 12, Come Play. It was mm-hmm. on, I think it was like number, it was in my teens last year, but I well, really dig this movie. I, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Nice. In, in my top 10, great story. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. Number 11, Baby Blood. I think this got a resurgence. No one was talking about this movie at all until I think it popped up on Shudder. Uh, so that yeah. that's helped it get. Uh, I don't know if it's still on Shudder, uh, but check it out if you haven't seen it already. My favorite it's... kind of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Baby blood yeah. and innocent blood. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And that's my 20 to 11. Nice. Good work. He figured it out. Yeah. yeah, he figured it out. He made a 20. I give him props. My hat's off to you. He did it for the sake of Number 20, three from hell. Number 19, Black Christmas 2019. Friday 13th, part three. Friday three. True Goosebumps. 3D. Goosebumps 2. Frankenweenie. The 13th Friday. If I had a mallet. <laughs> a mallet. How about a mallet duck? Instead of a mallet duck, it's a mallet duck. It's a duck walking around with a mallet killing people. <laughs> it's something that would be in Alice in Wonderland, a mallet duck. You know? Instead of uh, a mallet I thought you were going to say, I thought, for, I thought for certain you were going to say that's something that should be in our movie. Well, I, I give up on that. I give up. And then yeah. C's just going to be like, shake his head, like, how many more things? All right, are we up to, oh, man, so we up to 11th? No, 10s now. 10 to 1. All right, my number 10 film is also a sci-fi horror film. Came out in 2014, and it's called Time Lapse. And oh. Dave, have you seen this one? Is that, have, have I, both of <laughs> you would Dave. enjoy this. This is like, I'm sorry, I should have addressed <laughs> it to both of you, but uh, <laughs> it's about three friends who discover a camera that takes pictures 24 hours into the future. So it's basically like a... Twilight Zone. Yeah, an elongated version of the, you know, obscure camera or whatever that was. Most unusual camera. Most unusual camera. Obscure camera. What the hell am I talking about? Camera obscura. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Yeah, but it's great because they want to use it for, you know, personal gain and things spiral out of control. It's a really good film. So 2014 time-lapse. Check it out. Cool. 
Why am I rushing? Why am I screaming and like rushing so fast? You're fine. You're fine. Hey. Oh, yeah. Are we round robining now, or are we just going? Oh, is that oh. how we do it? It's up to you guys. I I the top tens, we always did. Yeah, let's round yeah, robin. Okay, round robin. My number ten is a it's it's another thriller with horror elements in it, but it's something that's more recent and pretty underseen. And I, I never heard any anybody talking about this movie. Uh, maybe because another movie with a similar title came out. Uh, close to it, and they just figured this was a knockoff, but it's a completely different movie. It's called 12 Feet Deep. Uh, it trapped sisters. It's about these two sisters who end up getting trapped in... Um, Tobin Bell, actually, is the guy that does it inadvertently, but he they're, they're at a pool, an indoor pool at a place, and they put this cover on the pool uh, when they close because it's a holiday weekend, and these two girls end up being trapped in that pool under the cover, and it deals with all kinds of stuff... I don't want to get into it, but it's pretty entertaining start to finish. There's, you know, there's sister drama between the two of them. There's, it's, it's a good movie. It's well worth your time. And you know me when it comes to somebody being threatened to drown. It, it, it hits home for me personally. It's just my thing that freaks me out. So, but 12 feet deep. Uh, what wow. year was it? 2017. Yeah. I'd never yep. heard of this. Yeah, it I haven't heard of it either. There you go. That's why it's on the list. It is a $2 stream. That is the only place you could find it, but it, it, it's easily worth your two dollars to rent the movie. I'll tell you a right piss, now. You that's that's two dollars steep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I even yeah, look at Brandon's face. Beautiful. Oh, that's man. worse than a Brandon joke. Yeah. Woo. I want to Gordon myself with a mallet duck in my hand. Perfect. <laughs> joke work, Dave. I, uh <laughs> my number ten is villains. Came out a couple years ago. Again, I left it off my list because I didn't think it was horror enough. I think I put it in the in the teens to be able to talk about it. Um, it's got dude that played Pennywise uh, recently, and Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, and it's it's a great little film. Uh, horrific elements, but it's not a horror movie. But it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, that's a on film. Prime, I believe. There you go. Wait, is it my turn again? Yes, yeah. number nine. Oh, Robin, give it the play. Right, number, okay, number 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 um, nine. Nine. Sorry, from two thousand five, <laughs> a film called Thirteen Zametti. What? It, yeah, thirteen Zametti. Uh, you got me. again. Probably more thriller, but I believe this is a French film. Yeah, See? it's a French film. So when it betrays Zametti. <laughs> no, it's they did a remake with Jason Statham. I think called just thirteen, but this one's thirteen Zametti. It's a French one. A man he takes over a dead man's task without realizing what it is, and it's basically like one big game of Russian roulette, and it's just brutal. It's in black and white. It's really violent and nasty. Nice. Okay. Very good. 13 Zametti, number nine. Okay. Nine, number nine is a movie that is still, you cannot get it. It was only released on VHS. You could, um, you could find it on on eBay. Like, like most of the other stuff I was talking about. Uh, I think on eBay, they have some bootleg DVDs of it or something. Is what I want to say. And VHSs, but it's called Soul Survivor. S O L E. It's from 1984. Oh, yeah. I remember the cover art for that. Yeah. yeah, it's got a cool cover art. Yeah, the skeleton and the freaking thing behind it. But the thing is, the interesting about this one is, it predates a movie like Final Destination. Not the same thing, but when I say one thing about it, you'll say, okay. Bottom line is this: somebody, there's a plane crash. Somebody else has. Um, What's the word? A predestination, a pre whatever it is. A premonition. Somebody, yeah. Premonition. Okay. Somebody else has a premonition that this person is going 
to be in a plane crash but not die. And it, it does happen. And she survives. Everybody else in the crash dies. And after this happens, the dead are coming back to get her. That's what's going on in here. And it's, This is a great movie. You've seen it, too. I've seen it, yeah. I love this okay. movie. It's, very t- it's quite creepy. Yeah, it is. It's worth your time. Like I said, it's, it's from the eighties, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do some searching. You're gonna have to, like I said, get get a bootleg on eBay. But I would I say uh, it had a release from like uh, Code Red or something at one point. Probably maybe. out of print, but it probably out of print. But uh, yeah, I couldn't find anything on eBay except what I told you, because that's why I looked. I looked on eBay and see, and it's bootleg. It's VHSs and freaking DVDs that you can find. But I mean, but that's it. But check out Soul Survivor. S O L E. It's from 1984. Uh, my number nine, yeah, my number nine is a movie that I, was also on my list a couple of years ago. Uh, it's available on Netflix now, so it makes it more accessible at the very least. So you're not scrounging around trying to find a bootleg. Uh, and it's Bloodline about the serial killer. Uh, it's very gory, and it, it's definitely worth checking out. Which one is this? Bloodline wow. with the guy uh, from um, the dude. Why can't I think of his name? He's uh, the prick teen in American Pie. Stifler. Please, Stifler. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I like this guy. Uh, he, was, he was in Final Destination, funny enough. Funny, funny enough. He was in Final Destination. We are just talking about yeah. it as well. But he's yes. the main character. He's William. the killer in this. Yeah, he yeah. plays it's the guidance counselor who's the serial yeah. killer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Soul Survivor, it did have a uh, Code Red release, but I think it's out of print. Oh. Okay. There but, you go. yeah, so that's probably why you can only get the bootleg. Yeah, Bloodline, that was a good movie, too. Yeah. yeah. And, again, not many people talk about it or, or, yeah. or are into it. It's worth right. checking out. For a sure. lot of them, a lot of them come from like the last twenty years because, like, even when we do the movies on the show, you know, like the next year you forget about them. Like, how many people are still talking about like Rent the Pal? Like, come play Rent the Pal. You know, it's mm-hmm. like same thing will happen this year. We'll probably have yeah. We did we did the Vigil. We all love the Vigil. And in two years from now, nobody will be talking about it. But it's a You're great right. film. It'll be a hidden gem. That's what happens. Like Boys yeah. in the Trees. I was thinking of Boys in the Trees yeah. on Netflix when C brought up Little Evil. No one talks about this that movie, and it's a good one to watch on Halloween. Yeah. Yep. You know? That's what yeah. I was thinking. But yeah, right. it does happen. All right, so we're up to number eight. My number eight, number eight. Was, was my number two film of 2013, and that's when I did my list for 22 Shots, and it's called Worm. From oh. Two, from 2013, like I said, uh, this is the one where they inject parasites into people's heads to – Help them live out their fantasies. It's the booster oh. shot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good. Synapse put out the uh, the DVD. It's a, it's only I don't I don't even know if it's still available, but criminally un- underrated and under talked about. Really a good film. Um, nice. I, yeah. I still haven't seen it. I'll be honest with you. I have not seen it still. I will. If I'll look and see how it's available, and I'll check into it. I haven't yeah. seen it either. Yeah. Uh, you don't you can rent it. it on Prime. It's it's a four dollar okay. rental, but. Uh, I'm sure you could probably find it on someone's Plex. I can get it on Damien's Plex with a freaking text. He can get yeah. it on me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's worth checking out. Again, another <laughs> another horror sci-fi love story. Parasitic worms. Nice. Okay. Text, My text to the I think a lot of people are familiar with this movie, but my top 10 is more about these are better to me than the other ones are. But still, either way, I think more people are going to be familiar with this one and some other ones on this list. But I just think that they're better than the rest. Uh, This one is a French film, and it's from 2004. It's called Calvaire. Again, it may not be that hidden. It's just not talked about like the other French films are. I almost put it on my list. It's an out-of-print DVD. 
That's yeah. one of the problems with it. it. It's not easy to be found. It's not streaming anywhere. But it's a, if you're into French films and this one has some gore in it, it has some uh, a little flip on traditional slasher type things. And I think uh, most people listening would enjoy it. Um, that 2004 Calvair out of print DVD. So see what you can do. This is the one that my number eight is the one that Dave mentioned already. Masks. Ah, uh, nice. It made it made my list that year when we, it was finally available to us. But yeah, it was made in 2011, but took a, a bunch of years to get released for whatever reason. Because that soundtrack is still, I just, I love it. It's fantastic. And it's a, 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 a love note to the Jalo. Jali, whatever. It's great. Check it out. Jali. Jali. Bear. Jali. Yeah. One more bear. time for... Jali. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you do it. I love how you follow through with it, though. That's what makes it even better. (laughs) All right. My number seven. Again, I've mentioned it. I believe this was also on my solo cast, Hidden Gems. 2014, a film called Come Back to Me. I really want more people to see this film. I'm not saying it's an amazing film, but it has a really unique plot line, and the ending is absolutely amazing and yeah. i don't want cool. i don't want to spoil anything about it it's come back to me from 2014 directed by paul Layden. if just to be more specific i don't see it streaming anywhere mm, wow. i don't even know i don't even know if i own this movie i i i, I need to check that check it out and, and buy this film if it's a i film. gotta watch it again i saw it when the year came out i, just I love that i mean i just think that ending is so unique and so disturbing for what it is I don't remember, of course. Well, it's the couple, <laughs> and the and they get the woman gets into a car accident. She's having blackouts, and then there's like this creepy kid in the neighborhood who's got some sort of supernatural powers, and and does some some crazy nasty things to a lot of women in the neighborhood. All right, I can dig it. I'll I'll have to watch it again for sure. Okay, my my number seven is one that we all covered. On the 1996 22 Shots show when we guested. And I want to say it was new to all of us at the time. I don't recall, but I knew that it, it was pretty high on our lists and it made an impression. And the movie's called Thesis. Yes. Almost yeah, put we, this on my list, too. Yeah, you don't hear anybody talk about it. We talked about right. it on that show, of course. We watched it. But prior to that, I didn't know about it. Uh, like I said, it's from 96. It's, it's, it's an interesting movie. There's a guy in it that's obsessed with horror. It's about uh, somebody... And there's a snuff film involved, and a student, and a relationship, and but listen, it's 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 again, it's it's a lot thrillerish as it is horror as well, but it's well worth your time. Uh, we all watched it for that '96 show, and like I said, I think it made all our lists. You can rent it for four dollars at I think two places, and you can also get it on eBay at a pretty reasonable price. So that's Thesis, also known as Thesis, T-E-S-I-S, from its uh, original country. But check so that lazy, out. so lazy they couldn't put the H in. How do we short? How do we shorten this movie? Not lengthwise, title-wise. Thesis. Yeah, thesis. My thesis are numb. Ooh, that hurts. You knocked out my thesis. Oh, it hurts my thesis. <laughs> Ice cold water hurts my thesis. I fell down the stairs and my thesis got knocked out. You just body slammed me and broke my thesis. Oh my lord! I'm gonna, I'm gonna body slam myself and broke my thesis. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, uh, number seven for me is Backcountry, the Adam McDonald uh, film that takes place in the in the forest. Uh, great, mo- great movie. It kind of set up one way, so you think it's going to be more of like a 
being hunted for sport or, or being hunted. And then it just turns out to be a survival film. Uh, and it definitely should be seen again. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Hmm. I'll look it up for you. I like, you know, I like that country. I like, that. I skipped it because I don't like the name. And when I say I don't <laughs> like, the name, well, hold on. There's a reason for it because it's taken from another movie. If you ever seen fear and loathing in Las Vegas, when Johnny Depp is playing Hunter S Thompson and they're bugging out on whatever narcotics they're on, he goes, ah, we're in bad country. So anytime I see a movie where the title comes from a line from another film, it puts me off. Like, like there was a movie called There Will Be Blood. And I always thought that was lazy because that's a jigsaw line from part two that kind of got famous. At the there time. will be blood. Name your fucking movie. Widely regarded as like one of the greatest films of like but, the last 20 years. But it's a but rip off. Back, but backcountry is not a line ripped off from a movie. It's that's what it's called. Yeah. It's called camp, camping in the backcountry. I understand. I just I, I, oh. I never heard Bat Country until that movie. So that's just. It um, was also in one of my favorite pornos, Backdoor Country. <laughs> <laughs> I got to camp out here for hours. Yeah. <laughs> Time to you pitch you... a tent. Yeah. <laughs> you just broke my Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh. I'll check out Backcountry now with that recommendation. And I will check out There Will Be Blood. I but think I just, There Will I Be Blood. It for there Will Be Blood is. It's a lazy think, title. I can never say these things confidently, but I think it's a film that you're going to absolutely love. Okay. Oh, it's a great movie. There's no dialogue, you think, for the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's like a two and a half hour movie. It's, it, but it's, yeah. Well, anything Paul Thomas Anderson does is worth checking out. That's fair. That's like fair. I just, it, there's no question. It's a lazy title. I just don't like the title. It'd be like me making a movie and calling it Be Afraid, Be Very Afraid. It's just fucking lazy to me. I just don't yeah. like When I act out in- Backdoor Country, I know there <laughs> will be blood. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, his, da- his dad is the prototype or these. <laughs> the prototype. Wait, my turn. It's my turn again. Then see, see us ago, right? She just went bad country. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh my God. What are we on six? six. My number six yeah. is from Michael Haneke, who's a German director. It's from 1992 or 93, and it's called Benny's Video. And it's about a 14-year-old kid who gets caught up with his video camera and becomes, like, obsessed with it and actually records a murder. Wow. A, mur- oh. a murder that he commits. Quite disturbing. Um, Wasn't this on your most so, disturbing list? It's on my it's most well. disturbing list. It's on my hidden gems list. Uh, nice. Might show up again later. We talk about it a little bit later. But this is a great what? film. I don't think – I honestly don't think I could even find it anywhere now. I do not own it. I don't know if it's streaming. What's it anyway. called? What's it called? Benny's video from 1992. Play with Benny. <laughs> you do not want to play with this Benny. You do not want to cuddle this Benny. Benny's video is on for free. The Criterion Channel only oh, there. Okay. All right. At least it's somewhere. So there you go. You can probably get a free thing or a trial. But yes. there you go. Criterion. Cool. Um. My number six. Okay, I think I think B might have mentioned this earlier, really quickly. But this was a movie I learned of because I was on the ABC's A Hidden Horror, and I believe Brian brought it to the table. Could have been Jamie. I don't remember exactly, but this was a movie that was remade this past year, and a lot of people loved it. As a matter of fact, uh, it was C's number one, I believe, last year. But this is the original, and I much prefer it. Actually, it's called The Caller from 2011. Great, great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I 
just check if you saw that movie, The Call. Check out The Caller. Uh, I think it's better. I don't think you have to suspend your disbelief as much as you do with uh, The Call. And it's just a, uh, it's a really good movie. So yeah, this it, is my number thirteen on the list. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's a three dollar rental to stream it. You could find it on eBay as well. So, but it's well worth your three bucks if you just want to check it out. The Agreed. Call. All right. Me? See. You. My number six is Severance. Oh. Again, I, these are movies that I think we're all well aware of, but not everybody's aware of. Uh, I love like from the cover art, from again the way the way the I think this is a Christopher Landon dude that did Triangle and Guest. Guest, yeah. Uh, oh fuck, I forgot his name now, but. Anyway, worth checking out. The, the movie itself is great, and I, I'm not going to spoil anything. Just go see the movie. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. All right, my number five film is from the Pang Brothers. It's from 2006. They're the guys who did the Eye, the Eye films, the Asian films. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, it's called Recycle. I've heard and, of it. Uh, yeah, it's – you know what? It's been – I actually own it. It's been a long time since I watched it, but it's about a writer who's, you know, trying to get, like, inspiration for – her next novel, and and, and it, it just becomes a very hallucinatory, you know, losing your grip on reality, surreal type of film, and it's really quite visual and quite stunning. So, recycled, two thousand six. Check it out. I can't talk about it because I can barely remember it, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember loving it. Nice. This is, we're in top fives, right? Fives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. My number five is an uh, it's an out of print VHS. It's going to be very hard for you to find. You're just going to have to do some snooping and maybe try some nefarious methods and look around for it. But I promise you, it's worth your time. It is called a Chinese Ghost Story. It is from 1987. Not a lot of people have seen it, but the people who have seen it, a lot of them tend to really, really like it. It's again, it's a movie that it's it's, it's multi genre. It's it's a it's a romance. There, there's some comedy in it. There's some martial arts stuff in it. It's um it's horror, of course. It's but it's it's really interesting movie for its time. Early '80s Chinese horror movies were one way, and this one was kind of going in a di- different direction, mi- mixing genres and stuff. But it's um it's just well made all around. Cinematography, everything, set pieces. It's it's a really well made film. And it's entertaining, and it, it, it's even, it has heart to it. But it's called The Chinese Ghost Story, and it's a high recommend. It's worth seeking out. Uh, my number five is Splinter. I've, I think I've talked nice. about it on the show before. Again, good one. contained horror, good good effects, well worth checking out. Right on. What is it? I'm sorry? Splinter. Oh, Splinter's Splinter. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Whew, it gets cold during the Splinter season. <laughs> Makes my thesis chatter. <laughs> <laughs> God, we really do crack yeah, ourselves up. We do. Oh, All right, what are we on? Four? Four? Four. Yeah. Okay, my number four is a Spanish film from 2011. And this is more mystery thriller, but uh, it deserves to be mentioned. It's called The Hidden Face. About a girl who plays a prank on her boyfriend that they're breaking up and then she hides in the secret room. But she accidentally forgets the key and it gets lost. So she's trapped in this in this room and he's sort of puzzled by her disappearance. And it plays out from there. But it's really, really sort of edge of your seat type stuff. Wow. I You got me in this one. I never heard of it. Yeah, The Hidden Face. I know it has a DVD. It's on Prime to rent. 
I know it has a, a DVD because I own the DVD, so I'm assuming it's still available. The Hidden Face. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number four has already been mentioned. This is the one that was brought to the table um, on ABC's of Hidden Horror as well, and that's how I learned about it. And it's called End of the Line. Uh, it was yeah. already on C's list. Type. Oh, it's a great movie. Again, bees, I think it was bees. Brian. Was it Bees? Bees. Yeah, yeah Brian. Okay. <laughs> hey, Brian B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian B. <laughs> Uh, this is from 2007. It's an out-of-print DVD. It's the only way you can see it, so you're going to have to go and, and find your out-of-print DVD. It's not streaming anywhere, unfortunately, but it's well worth your time. It's been on two of our lists already, so uh, definitely check it out. And again, this my number four is nothing new. I've brought it up before, but yet I think very few people have seen it, and that is The Voices from 2011, the one with Ryan Reynolds. That one, where film. he's the serial killer. Check it out. It's great. He's talking, I will. To his, he's talking to his dog, right? Yep. Got a talking dog. Yeah, okay. Number three. Uh, a film I saw for the first time this year. Not sure it's necessarily hidden. I've known other shows have covered it. It's got a criterion, but it's a gem. Maybe not so hidden, but it's an absolute fucking gem. And it's the original 1988 version of The Vanishing. Also goes by Spore Loose. Uh, I French almost version. It's, yeah. I, I mean, this, I could honestly say it might be one of one of the best movies I've ever seen. It is so well done, so disturbing, different ending to the remake in 1993, which was um, Jeff Bridges and Kiefer Sutherland and Sandra Bullock in like an early role. Fantastic film. I don't want to say anything about the film. Check it out. It's it's amazing. The Vanishing, nice. 1988. Yeah, it's a great one. Okay, number three. This is another one that I brought to uh, the table for ABCs of Hidden Horror. It's definitely overlooked and, and, and really not talked about. It was one of those, um, what were those um, eight movies to die for? Is that what it was? It was eight that would come out? Oh, uh, they yeah. They had for years in a row? Yeah. Okay. This one is, is called From Within. It's from 2008. It is now on Netflix. I don't know how long it's been there. It was not there before. But I definitely recommend it. it there's, there's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a really good story. There's a reason it's, it's in my top three here. So I won't say too much, but it's about suicides that, uh, that are being passed from one person to another, and there's religious stuff involved, and it's pretty cool. It's kind of interesting because when you think about something being passed from one to the other after it happens, it's almost like a, it predates it follows. Uh, I can see a comparison being made there, but. Uh, Definitely check it. Like I said, it's overlooked. It's called From Within, and it's on Netflix. So check it out. Well worth your time. Nice. And yeah, I saw that just popped up on Netflix actually. My number three. I spoke about when I did my Canadian horror film, and I brought it up again. Dave said he saw it, and then I realized he saw the wrong movie. And that is mm. 5150 Elms Way, 2009. <sighs> That's the English title. It's a French film made in Quebec, uh, and the one that Dave saw was 5150 from 2016, which I doesn't, it would fill my, the Dave Z cover art test. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> um, I don't know if he enjoyed it or not, but it looks like it's about like ghosts. This is a, and this is a French one, 5150 Elms. It wasn't bad. Yeah. 5150 Elms Way is the French one. And if, if you're getting the right one, it's 2009 and it's about a kid that falls off his bike and, uh, uh and lands himself in a whole sort of deep, 
bit of trouble. I did rewatch this when I was going on Heather and Scott's show, Friday Nightmares, uh, when we were trying to come up with our top five. I did do give it a shout out, but I think I left it off the official list. But it's definitely still worth checking out if you haven't seen it. You want something different. And it, and it is available. available. I thought it was available to... I, it was on YouTube, but it's got a bad dub, oh. I think. So you might have to, but I think you can buy it. I think you can buy it. Does it have a dubby There's, dub? Yep, it's got. That too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. See, they got a Region 4 DVD on eBay. Region 4? What's region that, two? Space? Who knows? Lots of Region 4s. French, English, six, 632 from Canada. You can get it to you, ship to you for $10. This yeah. is the French version, though. English subtitle. I might get it. Yeah. I might spend the freaking. Whatever, the thirteen dollars. Well, what, what region is it? Well, it's from Canada, so it's gotta be you know Yeah, it's region fuck one. you. <laughs> don't you have region it free? Doesn't say. It just it says I don't know. It's from Quebec. Comes right from Quebec. I'm not going region free. Fuck that. Why? What's the matter with you? Region free is the way to go sometimes. No. They they should make every movie region free. I agree. Oh, you mean you're not gonna get a region free player, you're saying? No. I used to have a region free D V D player, but I re- I got rid of it. In the last couple of months, and that's why I can never watch my number two film. Oh, what is it? On Hidden Gems. It was my number one of 2002. It's called Inner Senses. It's from Hong Kong, so I guess you could say it's a Chinese ghost story. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, I think you could still get a region two or three, whatever it is, DVD of this. But other than that, it's not streaming anywhere. I don't know how to find this fucking movie. Um, I own it, but I can't watch it. It's fantastic. Uh, ghost story, a shared ghost story about a, a woman who's haunted by these images she sees. And then her therapist starts to see the same images. And they basically work together to unravel this whole secret past that they that's hidden, obviously. I'm watching them. Both of these movies, Inner Senses and 5150 Elm's Way, are on Good Friends Plexes. So I am in on that. So nice. we start- yeah yeah so i'm definitely watching if if next show comes and i haven't watched it remind me to, oh no i can't this is 2021 mania right now so i can't but at least i know that they're available okay my number two is a movie that i also brought to uh that 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 podcast abc's the hidden horror and uh honestly i think it was probably the best one that i brought they both seem to really like it and since then i believe uh a short time ago it is now available on blue I think I have it. Yeah, Unearthed released it uh, over this summer. So it is now something that you can find. It's called Evil Dead Trap. It's from 1988. Oh, yeah. oh good film. Right. It's Both a high that one and the sequel. We did. We, we yeah. covered one of them on the show. Which one was it again? Did we? we, we yeah, no, we, we did a full review. <laughs> yes, we did. Why am I the only one remembering this stuff? I feel like I've talked about <laughs> yeah. it. So we it was- did. We talked about, we talked about, like, yeah, we, ta- we covered Evil Dead Trap <laughs> on this show. Okay, I guess I'm messed up here. I, I did it here and I did it on ABC. That's fine. Oh. That's fine. I just don't understand. It's just like no one remembers this stuff. I, I remember the sender. Return the sender. And that's what we we kept singing that all episode. That's why I remember doing the sender as well. Plus, it's on my rental history from from uh, YouTube because I remember uh, I had to rent it from it. Wow. Okay. Well, Evil Dead Trap. It's definitely worth it's your great. time. Yeah. It's like an Asian movie that kind of feels like a Jallo. And looks like a Jallo in some ways, and it's slashery, but it's more like a Jallo than a slasher, I would say. But it's definitely worth your time. The third act is pretty freaking wackadoo, but it's fun. It's 
like I said, there's a reason it's my number two. So Evil Dead Trap. And now there's no excuse not to see it. It's probably all over the place since it came out on, on Blue over the summer. So check it out. Yeah, hey, this it's makes great. me want to buy movies, all this talk. I, want I know, to, like, right? all these movies. Totally. This and part two are both great, no question. I don't remember um, part two. Me neither. The uh, My number two is funny enough that you brought up The Caller. Uh, because mine, mine's the call. Cause I just like after Brandon recommended this movie to me and it became my number one last year, uh, I still don't think enough people have seen it. It is a fantastic, I actually didn't even realize it was a remake. I must have had my head in the ground, which is fine. Yeah. But I thought that the emotion to this, everything was on point. Again, I love South Korean films and specifically their cinematography and, and this movie just looks great, too. Check it out. I think you can either get a dubbed version or a subtitled version on YouTube if it's or on Netflix if it's still there. Nice. Awesome. Cool, cool. All right, number one. Right, number one. My number one is from the year 2013. It's from the director who did The Last House on the Left remake, and it's called Plus One. Oh, I like that. That's a that's right? a good film. Mm. Yeah, it's a very good film. I saw it for the first time within probably the last year, and uh, you know, it's a group of college friends at a party, and just a strange supernatural occurrence happens where they, it keeps multiplying versions of themselves, and it's 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 really out there. I would consider it sci-fi horror, maybe more thriller, but certainly worth checking out. It does get violent, and uh, it, it's. It's streaming on AMC Plus. What year is it from yes. again? 2013. 13, huh? All yeah. right. I haven't seen it. I've heard you mention it before. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, plus but one. I'll definitely yeah, my see wife, it. My wife okay. and I checked it out. I swear it was on Netflix at the time. Or, one of, or maybe have, it was Prime. It might have been. It one of the two. Been. Yeah. You can get it on one of like, you can get it on Prime if you sign up for like the AMC Plus, like one week trial, or I think IFC has it. But man, I remember it like again. I have to watch it again because I, I would have liked if we were doing this list to have had time to rewatch all these, but it just didn't have enough right. time. So I, mm. I don't remember ultimately how certain things. I remember the end, but I don't remember how certain things played out. But I remember it was a really cool concept. I like these sci-fi horror films that are grounded in reality, just sort of strange things happening. Here on Earth, no spaceships, nothing like that. Just sort of like these weird things. Like, what if you went to a party and you saw yourself there, another version of you? And ah, that's, that's awesome. And that's and that's sort of what this kind of is. Wow, yeah. that's great, man. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so my number one is a, it's I, I've mentioned it before in passing on the show. Uh, people that have listened to me long enough know that I'm very high on it, but I'm still going to say it again and again because I think it's that damn good. My number one for a reason. It is actually a miniseries, which is why it's not streaming anywhere. But it's a miniseries from 1999. It is Stephen King's Storm of the Century. Absolutely <laughs> love this movie. Has one of the best antagonist villains I have ever seen. I, I love this guy. It's it, it's the kind of it has the, all that Stephen King feel, that small town feel. And the, the, a big snowstorm comes and they live off the coast or whatever. There's water by typical Maine or whatever, like you like you would see with Stephen King. Everybody knows each other, and this guy comes into town and they're snowed in. And there's supernatural shit, and this guy comes in. He knows everybody's secrets, and it's just so well made. For me, it's like a comfort movie. It's a movie like 
some for whatever reason, every time I, I get sick, which doesn't happen month much, but you ever you ever get in that mode when you're sick and you're you have like a fever or something, but you you're awake. It's not like a, a bedridden flu, but it's you can't go to work flu and you're sitting on the couch all day. This is one of those movies I'll watch. Same thing if it's winter time and there's a lot of snow outside. It's a great movie to watch. It's when it's winter time, but uh, it was on DVD for a while and then it became out of print and they've re-released DVDs recently. So you can buy it on DVD. It is well worth the money. I think it is better than any other Stephen King miniseries uh, that's been done. I, I can't recommend it enough. I don't think anyone that watches this is going to regret their time with it. It's really good. Have you guys seen this or not? I still haven't. Wow. No. You must. All right. You must. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. Watch it. No, I know you. You speak highly of him, and JP does all the time, too. Yes, so. he does. He's the yeah. only other one. I know, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yep. Well, well, high recommend. You're going to have to Love get it. on it. Do it. So it was episode 88 when we did the year 1988, A Year in Horror. We talked about Evil Dead Trap. So it wasn't a one-hour-long review, but we talked about it for about 15, 20 minutes. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That's right. that's where we did it because um, I knew we had spoken about it. Uh, oh, and the sender might have been when we did Twenty Two Shots for nineteen eighty two. Return the sender. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't oh, research no. that one. We did eighty two for us. Yeah, we, we did for Christine. For I think yes. Christine picked it. Death Screams was the cover art for that. I remember for that yeah, for that episode. 82. Anyway. Yep. I'll say my my number one quick because I just realized the time. Dave was right. We and we we have right. still more show to do. My number one again. Talked about it before. I feel like it still doesn't get enough love. The Loved Ones from 2009. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing movie. I still don't think enough people have seen it or talk about it. No release. Uh, no release. No physical. That's the problem with it. Yeah, but I think it's still in the streaming services, I believe. It is. I, I do have a DVD that I got at um, the dollar store or something. And I happened to yeah. come across one. It's, I think it's streaming on like uh, for free uh, on Plex or something. Funny enough, I forgot, I left this guy off my my directing list, and like uh, where where I've had some other ones that have only done two or maybe three films, and he did that in The Devil's Candy. So quite frankly, he's someone that should possibly be uh, a contender for director's list because he's still active, and those are are two great films. Nice, absolutely, they definitely are two great films. I'm with you. Yep. Okay. So there it is. That, that's our top 20s. Hope you guys enjoyed them. That was a lot of fun to do. Now we can do our things really quick. Our uh, For the last time, we're going to do our franchises. <laughs> we didn't do the directors yet. That's the problem. We're way behind. We haven't done yeah. our top 20 directors. Trying to rush you guys. Like I said, you're, you're the one that was rushing and, and goofing off. I, 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 was, I was trying to rush. You guys were playing. I was trying. <laughs> I, can I love how he put, puts it back on us now. I, I tried what, to what the, You have to go soon, see? Well, it's not soon, but I realize we're already at 12. I'm good for a bit. Yeah, no question. Okay. If good. we get done in like 40 minutes, we're good? Yeah, yeah we'll be fine. Okay. Okay. So let's do our, our franchises quick, and then we can go to the top 20. Unless you'd rather – I figure the franchise we can bang out. That's yeah, yeah but because well, we've done it so many times, but how did you want to do it? Because I know I ended up doing the ultimate list, which is Good. I just took so we'll all, all the movies. Okay, all We'll do one of each, and then we'll do one of each, and then a big one at the end. You all know right. what I mean? And I figure we'll do it counting backwards yes. on this, but at the end we'll count forwards on, on our 32. We'll rifle through them. Oh, shit. I didn't put those in order. I just I just ranked them. Okay. You have time. Shit. It's okay, buddy. 
I say we start with uh, Halloween. Halloween, 12 movies. Right. I'll go first. I'll rifle through. Okay? Number 12, Halloween Resurrection. <clears throat> Garbage. Um, number 11, Halloween 5. Number 10, Halloween 4. Sorry about that. I know people love it. Number 9, Halloween H2O. Number 8, Halloween 6. Producer's Cut is my preferred, and that's the highest I'm on it. Okay, uh, number 7, Halloween 2018. Number 6, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Number 5, H2, Rob Zombie's H2. Number 4, Halloween Kills. <laughs> Sorry, B. <laughs> number 3, boy, I go back and forth on this, but I finally settled it. Halloween 2. Number 2 is Halloween 3. And number one, of course, Halloween 1978, the original. Cool. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. Number 12, Resurrection. Nice. Num number 11, Halloween 2018, H40. <laughs> number 10, Halloween Kills. Number 9, H2O. Number 8, Rob Zombie, Part 1. Number 7, Halloween 6. I think I do prefer the producer's cut as well. By far. Number six, Halloween five. Number five, Halloween four. Number four, Rob Zombie's Halloween two. Number three, Halloween two. Number two, the original Halloween. And number one, Season of the Witch. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So I got Resurrection last. Then uh, Zombie first Halloween. Second last. Then Halloween six. Then H2O, then Halloween 5. I'm a Halloween 5 apologist. I, I, I dig more, uh, more, more aspects of that film than the whole movie itself. But then H2, uh, Rob Zombie's part two. Then Halloween 4. Then Halloween Kills. Then Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which I've come up with, I come up on more and more every year. Right. Uh, and then Halloween 2018. Then Halloween 2. 1981, and then, of course, the original Halloween. And that's my ranking. Wow. Nice. I didn't think a Halloween nice. list could be so ridiculous. <laughs> You're ridiculous. It's probably, it's probably again, like, like the little, again, my love for Halloween 5 might be what keeps it. Uh... I have Halloween 5 ranked pretty high, too. Yeah. Just because I, well, I, had... oh. I, I enjoy watching 4, 5, and 6 more than a lot of the others. Yeah, H2O. Ooh. H2O, I was a little bit higher on this time, but I'll put it on maybe before Halloween 6. But between Halloween 5 and H2O, I really don't have a preference, to be totally honest. But I did enjoy Halloween H2O more so this year than the last few. The thing about Halloween 5 for me, it's my number 11 out of 12. But it's like a 4.5 out of 10. I don't hate it. I mean, it's not. there's only two movies out of 12 that I have rated below a 5. So, I mean, that that's why it's my second favorite franchise, totally. Because, yeah, I, I'm not too far down in any of them. So, okay, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I included Freddy versus Jason because to me it's more of a nightmare movie, so I gave it to them. Just and, and pads nightmares numbers a little more, so why not? So okay, Nightmare on Elm Street, number nine, part five, The Dream Child. <clears throat> number eight, Freddy's Dead. I do not hate it as much as others because I think it was self-aware, and I'll leave it at that. Number seven, part four, The Dream Master. Nobody's probably surprised those are my bottom three. Number six, Freddy versus Jason. Number five, New Nightmare. Number four, the remake. Yes, the remake. Number three, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Number two, 
Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and number one, the original, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Nice. All right, my number nine was Freddy's Dead. Number eight, Dream Child. Number seven, part two. Number six, Freddy vs. Jason. Number five, New Nightmare. Number four, the remake. Number three, Dream Master. Number two, Dream Warriors. And number one, OG. Wow, our lists are so close. Like yeah. numeric. You have like so many matched up except you switch one and you, you switch part two with Dream Master. Yeah. And and, and our bottom two are different flip flop. But that's it. A lot of Honestly those bottom wow. two I, I don't know. I could almost flip flop those as well. See, the thing about Freddy's Dead is uh, it's because it's self aware. They weren't trying to make a serious yeah. horror movie. Where with part five to me they were and it was just bad, bad, bad. Where yeah. part the self-awareness makes it excusable for me. Plus, I like the background stuff. Of course, we've yeah, been through I'd, this. I'd probably this rather watch part six and <laughs> Yeah, definitely would. All right, C. All right, well, uh, mine is uh, number nine, Freddy's Dead. Number eight, Friday, uh, Nightmare 5, Dream Child. Number seven, The Remake. Number six, Freddy vs. Jason. Number five, Nightmare 2. Number four, The New Nightmare. Uh, number three, Nightmare 4. Number two, Dream Warriors, and number one, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Oh, I love that we all have number one is the original. That's not what a lot of people are expecting, I don't think. I think a lot of people think three is going to top a lot of lists. I just so watched I just cool. watched Nightmare one it's fucking recently amazing. again, and it amazing. just, it is. It's it's a perfect yeah. film to me. It, it's, oh, people overthink it. People overthink yeah. it, and then. Oh, yeah, again. stop overthinking, Fred. Yep. Wow, see, you were that far down on the remake. Now, but I, I remember you giving it like a, a six and a half or a six or something like that. So I gave it a six. I gave it a six. So but it's safe to say I, yeah. you ranked the, the franchise high. Yeah, I mean, Night, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street is 10 out of 10. Dream Warriors is 9.5. And everything else is 7.5 or lower. Wow, you're Freddy's high Dead on, being okay. five. Freddy's you're Dead five. On, Nightmare five uh, is four, 5.5. So it's, I mean. <laughs> is what? Four, 5.5? Nightmare 5 is 5.5. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here we go. Friday the 13th. Had to make that the main event. Okay. Number 11. Is there any doubt? (laughs) Jason goes to hell. Okay. (laughs) Number 10. Part 8. Jason takes Manhattan. Number 9. Part 7. The New Blood. Number 8. Jason X. Number 7. Jason Lives. Number 6. The Remake. Number five is part five, A New Beginning. Number four is Friday, part three. Number three is the final chapter. Number two is the original, 1980. And number one, of course, Friday the 13th, part two, 1981. All right. That's that's good. I don't think you're going to hate mine because it's not far off. Number 11, Jason Goes to Hell. Number 10, Jason Goes to Manhattan. Stay out of Manhattan. Only the Muppets belong there. Indeed. Number nine. Number nine. I could have switched these two, but I, I'm really come down on both of these over the last few years. Number nine, I have Jason X. Number eight, I have New Blood. You know what? I do too. I wrote, I wrote it, I wrote, I wrote it the other way, and I read it New Blood and eight Jason X. That's wrong. If I'm on, a, if I'm going Desert Island and, and I have both in front of me, I'm taking New Blood. I'm yeah, changing me too. Actually, yeah. So, so far, we're the same. It's true. It's a fact. Numbers yep. and right. here's here's another two that were close, but number seven I did the remake. Number six I did Jason Lives. Number five, part five. Number four, part three. 
And here's where it changed up a little. At number three, I have part two. At number two, I have final chapter. And number one, OG. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all, they're all different. Uh, just the, just the bottom <laughs> two are the same. And at first I, I lined up at the bottom four for uh, Dave and then he switched them. So Jason goes to hell is my number 11. Number 10 is Jason takes Manhattan. Number nine is new blood. Number eight is Jason X. Number seven is the remake. Number six is part five, a new beginning. Number five is part three. Number four is Jason Lives. Number three is part four, the final chapter. Part two is Friday the 13th, part two. Or number two is Friday the 13th, part two. <laughs> and, of course, number one is the original. Nice. There we go. Awesome. Number two is number one. Number one is number two. <laughs> number three is number five. Number four. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so there you go. Now, once and for all, all 32 combined. Here we go. We're not going to do this again. Everybody, write it down. If you want to know our opinions on these franchises, you got them all right here, uh, and you got three right. It does change so. ever so slightly, but not usually yes, just just a handful. So you're reading yeah. from 32 down to one? Are we just going to nope, do that? I'm doing it the opposite this way. I think it's more fun. with. You're starting with the best to the worst? Yep. Okay. I am. I think it's funner this way. Instead of doing the same damn thing, we'll, we'll switch it up. Yeah, more fun. Okay. My number one, Halloween 1978. Number one of all of them. Absolutely. My number two, Friday the 13th, part two. My number three, Friday the 13th, the original. Number four, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Number five, Nightmare on Elm Street, Three Dream Warriors. Number six, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. All those six get a 10 out of 10. Okay, now we have three nine out of 10s. Number seven, Halloween three, Season of the Witch. Number eight, Halloween two. And number nine, Friday the 13th, part three. All nine out of tens. We have one 8.5 on the list. It's my number 10 movie. Any guesses? Rob Zombie, part two. Nope. New Nightmare. Halloween Kills. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I God. just gave the rating two shows ago. Eight and a half out of ten. It's my number 10. I tried 10. to I forget it. I, I can't I believe I it. I know you did. My number 11 is an eight out of ten H2. So there you go. You were close. Number 12, Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. Number 13, Rob Zombie's Halloween. I've come up on that since a few years ago. Number 14, Halloween 2018. Then we have Halloween 6 at 15, Producer's Cut. We have number 16, The Friday Remake. 17, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. 18, Halloween H2O. There's a mix. Now we have Nightmare Remake at number 19. New Nightmare at number 20. 21, Jason Lives. 22, Freddy vs. Jason. 23, Jason X. 24, New Blood. 25, Halloween 4. 26, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. So I chose Halloween 4 Jesus. over Nightmare. Believe it or not. I, it was close. It was close. Uh, number 27, Halloween 5. 28, Freddy's Dead. 29, Jason Takes Manhattan. 30, Nightmare 5, Dream Child. 31, Jason Goes to Hell. And the bottom spot at 32, Resurrectum. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Honestly, I can't remember what I rated these movies, so I didn't go by ratings because I just looked at them and went, like, most enjoyable to least enjoyable. Number one, Season of the Witch. Wow. Wait, where's where's my list? <laughs> Sorry. 
There it is. Number two, Nightmare on Elm Street, OG. Number three, Friday the 13th, OG. Number four, Halloween, OG. Number five, Friday 4, final chapter. Number six, Halloween 2. Number seven, Friday 2. Number eight, Nightmare 3. Number nine, Rob Zombie H2. Number 10, Friday 3. Number 11, Friday 5. Number 12, Nightmare 4. Number 13, Nightmare Remake. Number 14, New Nightmare. Number 15, Friday 6. Number 16, Friday Remake. Number 17, Halloween 4. 18, Halloween 5. 19, Halloween 6. (laughs) Wow. 20, Rob Zombie's Halloween. 21, Freddy vs. Jason. 22, H2O. 23, New Blood. 24, Nightmare 2. 25, Halloween Kills. 26, Halloween 2018. 27, Nightmare 5. 28, Nightmare 6. 29, Jason X. 30 for Resurrectum. 31 for Jason uh, Takes Manhattan. And 32 for Jason Goes to Hell. Wow. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Now for the real list. Mine, (laughs) I do that every time. Uh, Number one is Friday the 13th OG. Number two, Nightmare on Elm Street OG. Number three, Halloween OG. Number four, Friday the 13th Part 2. Number five, Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter. Number six, Dream Warriors. Number seven, Mm. Halloween 2. Number eight, fuck you, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, Halloween 2018. Number nine, Jason Lives. Number 10, Friday the 13th Part 3, in true 3D. I'm just kidding. Number 11, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Number 12, Halloween Kills. Number 13, Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Uh, Number 14, Nightmare 4. Number 15, Halloween 4. Number 16, Friday the 13th, 2009. Number 17, H2. Number 18, New Nightmare. Number 19, Freddy vs. Jason. Number 20, Nightmare 2. Number 21, Halloween 5. 22, Zombies Halloween. (laughs) Zombies Halloween. Number 23, H2O. Zombies Halloween. Sounds like a horrible I know. Zombies Halloween. Number 23, H2O. Number 24, Jason X. Number 25, Halloween 6. Number 26, Nightmare Remake. Number 27, Nightmare 5. Number 28, New Blood. Number 29, Freddy's Dead. Number 30, Jason Takes Manhattan. Number 31, Jason Goes to Hell. And number 32, Resurrection. Yep. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Jesus. That was a long I wish we could have done it some... I wish you could have done it summer series style and read off a, uh, a movie and, and where we each put it, but we didn't have the time because that would have been fun because this is you know, the, the parody between us and how different we are in some of the titles. It's, it's yeah, pretty wild. How different we are, yeah. like the definition of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Yeah. I, I just knew Christian would laugh at that joke. That's why. That is good. That is good. But that's it. We're all tapped out of those franchises now. That's it. No more franchise talk as far as lists and rankings and any of that. We're good. Oh, and I, I decided one thing, though. With Halloween Kills, I know yeah. I brought it up to a 6 out of 10. I will bring it up even higher if in the the different cut that's coming out, the director's cut, we get the version where the woman shows up to the fight with the iron plugged into a really long extension cord that leads <laughs> all the way back to her house. Then it goes up to a 7 out of 10. 
Yeah. I like that iron bit because that's something somebody would do. They look out their window. Hey, there's a, there's a mob. They got weapons. What do we have? First thing you see, hey, I'm ironing. Let's just take this iron with us. And it's hot. Would have been funny if the husband was there with the ironing board. That would have been great. <laughs> yes. It yeah. would even be funnier if we get these lists fucking done. I'm, I'm exhausted. Are you tired? I'm exhausted. Well, I'm we have tired. talked. This is like, I, it's not even longer than usual because it's only 15 minutes more. But I think we've just been on like speed. Yeah, there was a lot of COVID vaccination talk. There was a lot of Rocky Four talk. A little Rocky Dennis talk. Uh huh. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Honorable we got mentions. Top 20. Does anybody have honorable mentions for their top we'll directors? We'll do them at the okay. end because we don't want to steal someone else's thunder. You know what I mean? If they have them on their actual list. Fuck your fucking like guy. It. This fucking guy wants to shoot us honorable mentions. <laughs> so who wants to go for? I'm not going. I've gone first face. all night. I'm. I'm I went first all night, no? I'll go first. Oh, we're doing Wait, what? 20, what are we doing? Do, 20 to 11, 20 to 11. like we did last time? Yeah. Like last just, time? just read these last fucking time? names. Let's get out of here. I'm just kidding. Number 20, Zombie. Rob Zombie. Number 19, Lucio Fulci. Number 18, Mario Bava. Number 17, <laughs> Jordan Peele. Number 16, James Wan. Number 13. Number 14. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was he created a new number, thirteen. Uh, number fifteen, Bertino. Number fourteen, Pascal Langer. Langer. Number thirteen, Doherty. Number twelve, Astor. And number eleven, Craven. Nice, Doherty, nice, interesting. I forgot about Doherty. <laughs> All right, I'll go next, and you can go last. Oh, I, I, I have no problem. You want, you want to go last? You can go last. Yeah, I'll go last for this time. Okay. Okay. Um. I brought him up in my Hidden Gems with Benny's video, Michael Haneke. Uh, he's done Funny Games, the original, the remake, and stuff like that, Caché, Caché The White yeah. Ribbon. Yeah. The White Ribbon, his first film, The Seventh Continent, maybe not exactly horror, but would appeal to horror fans. Uh, German director, great director, number 20. Number 19, Alexander Bastillo and Julian Mori, Inside, Levide, Leatherface, among the Living, Candisha was pretty good from this year. I haven't seen The Deep House yet. Number 18, Pascal Logier, two fantastic movies, Martyrs and Ghostland. Number 17, Adrian Garcia Bagliano, Cold Sweat, Late, late Phases, Penumbra, Scherzo Diabolico, and Here Comes the Devil. Nice. Number 16, Eduardo Sanchez, Blair Witch, Altered, Lovely Molly, Exists, and even Ride in the Park segment from VHS2, which I like all the segments. Number 15, Flanagan. Don't have to shout out his films. Big fan. Number 14, Mario Bava. Don't have to shout out the films. Number 13, Lucio Fulci. Number 12, Benson and Moorhead. Ah. Fantastic. Nice. I actually could have moved them higher even. And number 11, Bong Joon-ho. Between Parasite, Memories of Murder, Mother, The Host. Whether these all fall under definitive horror or not he's a brilliant director and i love every single one of his films oh and barking dogs never bite which was like one of his early ones that's a fun yeah one. yeah nice I, our lists are going to be radically different and i love it i had a feeling this was gonna happen and i think it's great because i use well, different- I, I immediately forgot like when he said darty i'm like oh shit i totally forgot i was mm. trying to look up and i was trying to make it diversive and also trying i he pulled a few names off that are probably some of the best directors of all time that I think you guys might mention, but I felt like did they have enough horror? Are they more, you know, just amazing directors of suspense? Well, 
Butler mystery. Well, I've got two two that are in my honorable mentions that I'm not going to mention because I'm not allowed. Uh, that, <laughs> that, yeah, that you are. are and, then, and yeah, I know, but it, like I'm not allowed right now. But I'm just saying <laughs> that there there there's quite a few that you can leave like leave off and that I feel guilty leaving off. But that's that's fine. Well, they only did one. Though. I'm glad you had him on there because even though I haven't seen. I don't know if I've seen the other. I think he's only done like four horror films, but Martyrs yeah. is a ten out of ten, and Incident in a Ghostland. The Tall Man, a, I actually like. It gets a, it gets shit on. I have never. Seen I actually it. I've like never it. Seen it. I've never yeah. seen okay. it. And I think he did another one, an older one, but I, I'm not sure. Well, I left out the guys that did Among the Living and whatever, and and in and, and Inside, and yeah, and they're they're great too. But yeah. again, they're I like all their stuff. I loved Inside. But I mean, I liked Leatherface a lot. I like it came up even the last time. I liked Among the Living, and Levide. I think it was the other one. Livid, yeah, Livid, Levide. Some people say it differently. Yeah, I owe Among the Living another watch because people uh, lately I've yeah. noticed a lot of people talking super high on it, and I'm like, I don't remember loving it, but I enjoy all his films. That's why I had to have him on the list. That's fair. That's fair. Definitely. Well, the thing is with me. I, I, I'm leaving off some big names here because, quite frankly, I haven't seen enough to say. There are some big names in there, and I've only seen, like, I don't know, four movies, and they've done, like, 12 or 13. But of those four movies, none of them have been, like, a 10 out of 10 for me or anything like that. So it's just been kind of I, – I, I feel weird that they're excluded, but this is my list. There'll be shout-outs at the end. But I had different qualifications. I, I made a list of how many movies I considered great by them, and depending on how many attempts they've had at movies and how many were good and how many were okay and how many were bad. So I just kind of did like this grading system and I had fun with it. So, and I'll explain as I do with it. So my number 20 is Robert Rodriguez. Uh, two great movies, Dust Till Dawn and Faculty, and one good, which was uh, Planet Terror. And he has one miss and I forgot what it was in horror. But for his horror, you know, three out of four is pretty solid. Uh, number 19, Alexandra Aja, who has two great movies, three good movies, and one okay, in my opinion. And I'm actually okay with, I didn't hate my time with Mirrors. A lot of people didn't like it. I was fine with my time with it. Mirrors is so, a good movie, I think. It's fine. I don't, th I don't think he's made a bad movie yet uh. out of six. So, I mean, that that's saying something. That That's the kind of thing I was looking at. Um, number 18, Brian Bertino. Two great movies, one good movie, and one okay movie. I did not hate on Mockingbird the way others did. So, oh! 100% think the most frustrating to ending to a movie ever. You well, know me, I like I like unorthodox endings, so I liked it. Makes no yeah. sense to me. I love the monster too, though. Like that that's why like with saying, Strangers like Monster and yep. uh uh Dark House. The, uh, well, the Dark and the Wicked last year. Dark and the Wicked. Yeah. Dark House nice. Yeah. Yeah, Dark and the Wicked. Awesome. Yeah. So, it was my number well, one. What would Brian Bertino do? Yeah, no Dr shit. Yeah. <laughs> Be on two of her lists. Another modern <laughs> Another modern director, I've loved all three of his movies, although I think he's gotten a little bit worse with each one, but I love his style as a director, and they're all great movies to me, and that is Oz Perkins. He's been three for three. I've loved his movies, and that's all I there is to it. I felt guilty leaving uh, him off, but I did leave him yeah, off. Yeah, honorable Kids. mention yeah. for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 16, Rob Zombie. Once upon a time, he was my favorite modern director. Now he's not. He has three great, two good, and two movies that I didn't like that much. So the last two have really soured his, uh, you know, his stature with me. So he's down a little bit. Number fifteen, 
might be low for some people, but this this is me, Sam Raimi. Um, I think he has three great movies, one good movie in The Gift, which nobody ever talks about, but I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I saw it last year for the first time. Uh, and One Miss. The One Miss for me is one that most people love. I just don't like Army of Darkness. Just not my type of movie. So number 14, I don't know if this guy's going to come up on anyone else's list, but I think he should. Um, Stuart Gordon. He has quite an extensive library. I do think that he's a little bit overlooked. He has three great. His three great came out one after another. Reanimator, From Beyond, and Dolls. Those are his three great. He has three good movies and a few misses. Um, but he, you know, Dagon's a good movie. Um, King of the the Ants is a good movie. He, he's made some good flicks here. He did King of the Ants? Yes, he did. I like, I actually like Robot Chucks. I actually had him on my list and I I put him as an Arnable. Like, Robot Chucks is more sci-fi. It's like like that Empire, but I, I, I dug it. And Pit the Pendulum remake, I think he did too, right? Pit the Pendulum is good too. It's overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. And Castle Freak is good. And Castle Freak is good. Yes. Definitely. You know what? Now I'm upset I left them all. Yeah. See, I, 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 I think he's an old guy. Yeah, there you go. I think he's Number 21, old. Stuart Gordon. <laughs> 13, this might be a little unorthodox, but he did three movies. Two I think are great, and one I think is pretty good. And this director is Clive Barker. He only directed three. Yeah. He did Hellraiser. He did he did freaking Nightbreed. And he did uh, the cult Lord, one. Lord of uh, Illusions. Lord of Illusions. So good stuff. Number 12, uh, no one else is going to have this guy. But I don't think he has made a bad horror movie. I, I confess to not seeing all of them. But I don't think he's made a bad one, and he's made some which I downright love. And um, that is Takashi Shimizu. Big fan of his work. I started Listen. watching his <laughs> last night. He was my and number I, 20, and I exchanged him with Haneki. Did you see the new one? I saw I, I saw Homunculus, which I don't okay which I don't count as a horror movie, but it's one of my favorite films I've watched this year. Howling yeah. Village actually comes to Prime in like three days. Oh, so does I'm, it? Yeah, so I'll be watching that in three days. But I, I agree, he is a great director. Yeah, Marabito is good. The other one yeah. here is good. He's he's overlooked, I think. He did yeah. all the grudges. He did the, the the four for freaking Juan, and he did the two American ones. Yeah. Six, those are, and they're all good movies. So, Agreed. uh no. Number 11, a guy who had only done four horror movies ever and did a lot of other stuff, but these movies are all bona fide classics in the genre. And this is James Whale. James Whale, yeah. mm-hmm. Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man, and The Old Dark House. Old Dark House, yeah. Freaking classics. And does, he's four for four. So yeah. there you have it. Now we'll go round, round Robin. My God, I can't stop talk anymore. Yeah. My number 10... <laughs> Is Clive Barker? <laughs> I mean, at the time nice. when it when he did it, yeah. it was Hellraiser, Nightbreed, and I was like, bang, boom, boom, masterpiece, masterpiece, in my opinion, at the time. And then Lord of Illusions, I saw it twice. In the day. I loved it. I loved it, and I that's why I was so upset that he hasn't returned to directing. Uh, so I still give it to him. I was humming and hawing, but I said no because the influence that Hellraiser had, the fact that we're getting a remake coming out now, the fact of how many films it spawned and everything. I, I, I think, you know what? I keep him on. Because at one time, he was probably uh, tossed around as being my uh, my favorite, as my favorite at the time. Yeah. Nice. nice. That's great. Yep. He is great. Too bad he stopped. I, I thought about putting him on the list. You know, I, I, it was weird. When I was doing this list, I was like, because a lot of these guys have written and directed. So I thought, 
let's take a step back and think about it from a, a visual standpoint and the, the overall product, or do I just really love the story so much? That's why I kind of pulled out on some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the rhythm method. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because like, like, like the director, he oversees everything, but it's like, if he didn't write it, if it's like a bad movie, but it's still visually beautiful to look at and it's well acted and it's boring. It's like, like I left Ari Aster off my list. But he's a great director. I left Robert Eggers off my list, but he's a great director. Oh, I had no problem leaving Eggers off my list, to be honest, although I, I agree no with you. I, I, I can't right, disagree with you. Fantastic yeah. directors. Yeah. So so that's why it was tough. But my number 10 is uh, Del Toro. Nice. Awesome. And awesome you know, obviously Kronos, uh, Devil's Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth, and um, Crimson Peak right there. I actually still haven't seen The Shape of Water, oh, but whether you, whether amazing. people, I yeah, I still got to see it. It's I'm not, looking not, forward. not straight straight out horror, but well, that's I thing. mean, come on, yeah. I mean, most of his stuff isn't. Yeah, it, it, that's, it's that's fantasy horror, number, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's I why agree. he's number ten on my list, and and I find that a lot of the directors in my top ten are film are directors that have not only a unique style, but that if they put out a film, oh, and play too. I'm excited. I'm excited to that's go good. see that film. Yeah. What'd you say? Blade Two. You directed Blade Two, did you? Yeah, know? Blade yeah. Two. Awesome. Yeah. And Hellboy. You know what? That's Hellboy how... is fringe in the sense. Oh, I uh, like it. Yeah, Hellboy yeah. One I and enjoyed, Two. We, I even yeah. enjoyed Pacific Rim. I've, that's yeah. the one movie of his I haven't seen. Me neither. Funny enough. Yeah. No, maybe I, should I? No, I've, I think I've seen everything else now, but that that <laughs> Pacific Rim. No, good choice. Nice. Definitely. Definitely. I was gonna say earlier that movie Paper House, I would consider fantasy horror. If, yeah. if that intrigued, we talked about it earlier. So you have seen it though. See, Paper, Paper House? House. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. Way back when I rented it on VHS. Okay. All right. There you go. That that makes sense. Okay. My number two is somebody that everybody knows. Uh, good old Tobe. Tobe. Toby, the Tobester. Toby Hooper. The reason awesome. he's here is because um, I mean he had he does have some weak ones as a lot of the great great ones do, but he has two movies that are uh, basically in my top ten. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, of course, and Poltergeist. And say what you want. His name is on the credits. His director, mm-hmm. Toby Hooper. People can say what they want. I don't and think I we argue that, do we? There's no reason to argue, a but joke. a lot of people will. <laughs> they like to make it as fact, which kind of bothers me. It's like, like those wrestling journalists. Yeah. It's like those wrestling journalists. They Uh-oh. they report things to your second hand as fact. You know, and everybody acts like they were there. Number one, you weren't there. Were you in the room when this movie was made? If not, fuck off. You don't know what happened. Everybody thinks it's cool to assume, oh, well, oh, 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 that's Steven Spielberg all the way. You were in the fucking room. Quit fucking giving in to hearsay. You you have things on both ends. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying I don't know, therefore I'm not going to to judge. So anyway, those two movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You know, people forget that that's him. It's him. It's it's another great movie. Salem's Lot, Funhouse. These are good movies. I enjoy them. I even didn't hate uh, the last one that I saw that he did, which was uh, the Toolbox Murder, which a lot of people didn't like. I was okay with my time. I didn't mind. Eating alive. Eating alive. Eating alive. alive. Thank you. Yeah. It's another good one. I mean, so. I did hate that Jin movie, though. I saw that. That was a fucking bore. I didn't even bother with it. Yeah, don't. Life Force is fun. Invaders from Mars was a childhood favorite of mine. There you go. I think he gets shit on, and he really shouldn't compared to yeah, some no. other actors. So, Tobey Hooper, number ten. Tobey. Oh well, well, it's going to be kind of fun. I, I expected this in the top ten, uh, so my number nine was Del Toro, uh, and he could be higher, 
because of, you know, I think that we're still going to see some great things to come. But as of right now, I'm comfortable keeping him in my number nine slot. Nice. Okay, my number nine, Jordan Peele. Wow, nice. Two for two. Um, and here, here's what I'm talking about. Like, obviously, I love Get Out. I love Us. And just a simple poster for his new movie coming out next year called Nope. Just a poster has me excited. Like, nice. when I saw that poster, I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking wait. I think this guy, I think he's my favorite of, of the com, of the, the common directors, the modern day directors. And, uh, I, I think he's going to be three for three after his next project. Nice, man. I hope yeah. so. I hope so. Cool. All right. Um, what are, what are we on? Nine. Uh, no, eight. Oh, yeah, nine. nine. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Nine. So this is me? Yeah, you're nine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number nine, James Wan. Um, James Wan has started three in, in, incredible, long-lasting franchises. I mean, not incredible, but successful franchises. Uh, some I like more than others, but when I looked at him, he, to me, he has four great movies, one good movie, one that's okay, and one that I don't like, and, and shitty is too. I know some people don't hate it, so I get it, but I think he has a good style as a director, and I just think that he's, you know, I mean, what can you say? Everybody knows about James, James Wan's accomplishments, so he's my number nine. Nice. And my number eight is Tobe Hooper. <laughs> Tobe. Tobster. I mean, you, you said it, but I mean, you put the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one and two, the fun house. Uh, we, we mentioned them all already. Poltergeist, of course, like there are four amazing uh, like movies right there. And then Eaten Alive. I really liked it. Well, the last time I watched it. Uh, it, it's it's great. It's overlooked. And then I actually don't mind Life Force and, and Invaders from Mars. They're decent. Yeah. It's like when he got into like uh, the Mangler and all that crap. Like uh, that's when yeah, I his later yeah. stuff. Yeah. Spontaneous combustion. Exa- it's, I think. It's, it's almost exactly like Craven. Yeah. Exactly. Like inter- inter- interchangeable with Craven, Hooper and Craven. Craven had more success late, though, in my opinion. He but, did because well, of he the screen franchise, success. right? Like he yeah. Hooper didn't get that like that level of success again. No. No. No question. And Scream Four. Was his second? Was his last movie? Was it his last Scream Four, or was it the other one? The other one that I did not hate, by the way, which everybody hated, I did not hate that movie. So that you know, cursed. What? The? No, not cursed. Oh, the, oh, the, the one, one, the one with, uh, oh God, uh, whatever it was, yeah. it was a teenage. My soul to my hold to take. My soul to take. Yeah, <laughs> I I was okay with that movie. My I didn't hate it at all. Take. My hold to take. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, Hooper's Hooper's success was really like a like a ten twelve year base where he knocked them all out his big ones. Right. right. If you stop, right. yeah. then it's a successful career. But he kept going and occasionally hey, but, you're gonna get but some if you look at like his, Yeah, but if you look at his stuff, it was a lot of TV stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah at the end he knocked out the Dangerous two box murders, mortuary, and and gin. But he did. Did he do the one with Andy Hopkins on Dangerous Tonight? Was he the director of that? I'm pretty sure he was. What's it called? I'm Dangerous Tonight. TV movie with Anthony Hopkins. Anthony yes. Perkins, excuse me. Sorry, Anthony Perkins. Uh, uh, yeah. Father no, I, of Oz. I've never, see, never seen it, so when you said Anthony <laughs> yes. Hopkins, I thought it could be him. I'm actually looking at it now. I've never saw that movie. It's a good movie? Yeah, I'm going by memory, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's easy to oh. find now, but I remember liking it back. From yeah, back it's in- not streaming anywhere, but... That's interesting. Okay, cool. So uh, what are we on? Number eight. Okay, and my number eight is Sion Sono. Again, another nice. director. I've seen most of his work and uh, well, maybe not most of it, but a lot of it. And 
I've really enjoyed or loved everything. Suicide Club, Noriko's Dinner Table, Strange Circus, Extensions, Love Exposure, Cold Fish, Why Don't You Play in Hell. Tag was one of my favorites for the year it came out. Anti-Porno, I just just watched for the first time recently. Forest of Love, and I haven't seen Prisoner of the Ghostland yet, but it's coming to Shudder in a few days. Nice, man. I There's a lot of his stuff I haven't seen yet, so I yeah. couldn't even... But what I've seen I've liked, I just... You yeah. know, it's like Mike. Uh, I've seen some stuff I like, but I know he's made so much, and it's so off the wall, so it's like... And some of Sono stuff is way off the wall, too. too hey, yeah, yeah, definitely I, is. I can't for certain say that I know I'd like it. You know what I mean? That's It's weird. It's, you gotta have a taste for it. Yeah. Okay, uh... Number eight, Michael Doherty. Two nice. for two, two ten out of tens. That's all I can say. <laughs> Trick or treat and, and Krampus. I love them both. Excuse me. So, <laughs> hopefully he does more. Hopefully Trick or Treat 2 comes out and it's amazing. And hopefully he stays, it, it, at least gives us one or two more great horror movies before he's off to the things he's it's doing. Monsters, Monsters. Godzilla movie was okay. It was watchable, but it, it just, they all blend together for me. So that it's just. Yeah, they do. Sorry. Damn again. <laughs> All right. Top sevens. Number seven. Top sevens. My number seven is Sam Raimi. I, I mean, at one time he was my favorite director. Uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. I mean, I, I love Army of Darkness. Uh, fuck, I love Crime Wave. No one talks about that movie. <laughs> it's forgotten. Dark Man. Another, another class. Yeah. I revisited that last year and I'm like, I remember. I don't think you can say that anymore. Uh, well, <laughs> I have and will. Uh, even his, uh, his spinoffs, the gift you mentioned earlier, as well, drag me to hell. I mean, he's still he'll drag still he'll still dabble with horror, even though he he's more interested in making some more of the mainstream styles as well. But uh, yeah, Sam Raimi, awesome. Okay, my number six, seven, Ugh. Wes Craven. Right on. Yeah, yes. I mean. Yes. Starting with Last House on the Left, all the way through to Scream Four was his last. Okay, thought so. All right. Scream Scream Four was a year after my solo take. I mean, okay. that's a that's a almost four. That's just a year shy of forty years, and he was turning out good films throughout those forty years. So you know, what can I say? A Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously one of my favorite films of all time. Bills Have Eyes is fantastic. I mean, I uttered the words when I was a kid that he was my favorite at one point too. Like I really, I've just over the years, I've just I've said it on the show before. I've come down on him for some reason. I, I, yeah. I, I've separated myself from him. But then when you mention all the classics and how long that span was, I mean, it is incredible. Well, really when I is. was younger, I think I used to enjoy stuff like Vampire in Brooklyn, New Nightmare, yeah. Shocker. Friend, Shocker. Yeah. Exactly. I used to enjoy those more when I was younger. Serpent in the Rainbow, I think, is a fantastic movie also. Yeah, I liked it. We did it on the show, and I just found it a yeah. little boring. But yes, yeah. it's, it, it's a like, little boring. When I was younger, I actually liked it more, which is weird because that would usually be that's when I would usually get bored of a movie. But it seemed like it, that was the one time it flipped. And but of yeah. course, music of the heart. But... Of course, yeah. At least he was able to do that because that was his like dream project. He really wanted to get out of horror, and so he was able to do one yeah. offshoot, I guess. For sure. Okay, my number seven, Ari Aster. Love him. <laughs> two for two. I hope he still keeps knocking it out the park. But I mean, hereditary. What, what else can you say? And I don't know if anybody loves Midsommar more than I do. So he's two for two, and they're phenomenal. I mean, I had him and Doherty, and they both like they're both like yeah. exactly what you said. I just put them lower in the list only because I know we're gonna have more to come. And right. I think I think you're right. They both they both have two for twos, for sure. No question. 
no uh, doubt. My number six, and it, it pained me to feel like this was so low on the list for me. Uh, but again, it's just the caliber and who I, who I kept up there. Um, and that's the Palma. Brian De Palma is my number six. I, he's one of my favorite directors ever. For sure. So uh, I've gone on about it. We know his, his filmography uh, and there's enough horror, but boy, I like even his non-horror stuff is fanta- fantastic to me. Right on. Yeah. That's the thing. It's another one where I left him off, even though I do love his films because I'm like, are they, are there enough like straight up horror? Sisters, Carrie, Dressed to Kill, uh, Body Double, Raising yeah, Cain. But, yeah, but you got to well, yeah. actually, you got to remember, I don't love Sisters. I don't. Uh, I don't Dress actually love Dress, Sisters either. But Dressed to Kill is good. Yeah. Body Double was good. Carrie's, you know, my favorite. I mean, but he is he is a great director. He's like one of those amazing directors that I just left off the list. Uh, my number six, I said they were interchangeable. Toby Hooper, right after Wes Craven. Yeah. The Tobester. Nice. The Hoopster. The Tobester. The Hoopster, nice. the Tobester. <laughs> All right, my number six has been brought up once. I don't think he's going to be brought up again. Um, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. I, he's so damn consistent. You're right on that. <laughs> Not being brought up again. I, I know I'm right on that. I think he is the most consistent one we've had going with this, this amount of movies. Even his worst movie... Which is that that Ouija one? I still give a six and a half, and I've only seen it once. I wouldn't mind watching it again. I think I gave it a seven or a seven and a half, and that's my lowest. Well, there you go. Everything he's done, yeah, he's, 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 he's seven so for se- seven for seven for me. Yeah, dude. Yes, and I don't know if you watched the miniseries, and uh, I didn't watch the new one, but the first one, The Hill House, was was fucking fa- fantastic. Yeah, the new this. one that just came out. So I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. So that's why he's this high. Yeah. I, he's... Before I wake, I, I think I, I always compare it now to to Come Play from last year. I feel like if people enjoyed Come Play from last year, they should go back yep. and, and and rewatch I Before I Wake. They're very similar and great films. And Doctor Sleep, I've said it again. Amazing. After, it's it's might be one of the best films of the last twenty years for me. It's, it's it awesome. just gets better and better each time. Wow. Yep. Great stuff. That and Absentia are, are, are my, my top two. The, my, his first and his newest. And everything in between is great, too, except for one, which, like I said. But, yeah, Flanagan. Top fives. Here we go. Uh, number five for me is Argento. Dario Argento. I, we've we've spoken uh, numerous times on this show. Uh, I think we'll be hearing his name two more times. <laughs> I'll be shocked if we don't. So uh, I totally forgot about him. No, you didn't. <laughs> Argento. I did. Dario Argento. I forgot about him. I forgot he was the director. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there we go. We'll hear more about him after, but you know, you know who he is. All right. My number five is David Cronenberg. Nice. Um, Yeah. uh, More to come. Definitely. We've got a a Canadian prick, so I won't start talking. I won't start naming movies because. I forgot about him. Leave it to to the Canadian to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Give him his day in court. Absolutely. Okay. uh, Number five, Wes Craven. Uh, Wes Craven, I mean, two 10 out of 10s. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and and Scream. And uh, the stuff that he. I mean, I, I didn't see Cursed. And I didn't see something else like from that time. But the other stuff of his that isn't the most popular or looked at as misses, I don't mind watching. I will watch Shocker. I, I like Vampire in Brooklyn, believe it or not. Uh, People Under the Stairs is a good one. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, what's the other one? Deadly Friend. I am okay to plug those movies in. Uh, Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left are classics. So, I mean, the guy is who he is. He's he's consistent for the most part. Yes, he's had some misses, but who hasn't? So that's why he's that high up for me. So Wes Craven, number five. My number four, Romero. Again, very difficult nice. when you think of like, I mean, but just Night of the Living, all the dead movies. Hell, I, I, with the exception of those last two, uh, which are okay. Well, one of them's okay. But you know what I mean? And, and I like, like even, we haven't even talked Martin much on this show. <laughs> Damn, Gina. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> or the dark half no. or anything else. Like his lesser, uh, very less popular ones as well. They're still very watchable. Monkey Shines, everything else. But yeah. just on the, even the, just the power of night, dawn, and day of the dead is oh. phenomenal. Like just phenomenal. For sure. For sure. All yeah. right. B. Yeah. Not to mention season of the witch, the crazies. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought just... the amusement park. I thought the amusement park was very good. That came out yeah, this year. Yeah, it was a they good finally... experimental film. I don't know, like yeah. Well, yeah, no, I yeah. but it but for something that was I could picture coming out in '75. You know, if it would have been you know even completed even more, that it working as a concept back then. I mean, it is a little dated, of course, but I agree yeah. with you. My my number four is Romero. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, there you go. yeah. So uh, okay, I, I totally agree. And Creep Show, of course. Yeah, of All course. right. Number yeah, we four. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Shit. Number four, David Cronenberg. Um, I'd like to have him higher, but I haven't seen all of his work. But I have not been disappointed with anything I've seen from him. He is another consistent, very consistent director. He practically invented body horror. Maybe he did. I mean, his stuff resonates with me. And uh, I like his world-building stuff that he's done with some of his movies, scanners and things like that. And I mean, The Fly is, is amazing. He's just... And a very impressive resume. I haven't seen everything, like I said, but everything I have seen, I have been uh, pretty damn satisfied with. So, David Cronenberg, number four. Top three. Okay, well, my number three is Hitchcock. I kept him on because, A, he did Psycho, which is one of the best horror films ever. And we just covered The Birds a couple of episodes ago, and it's solid. You guys liked it more than I did, but I still gave it a high rating, and it's a horror film. But it is his influence and the fact that he was called the master of suspense and, and whatnot. Maybe it was more thriller-esque, but then we had, what, psycho spinoffs, sequels, TV shows. So, I mean, his thumbprint, Frenzy, could be viewed as like a, a Jalo-esque type movie as well. So, Hitchcock. And I love Vertigo, Rear Window, North by Northwest. So I, I think I, I got to put it out just from a director standpoint. He's f- phenomenal. But Amen. I'm there. glad you did because I bumped him. Okay. Because of the, yeah. All right, B. I got I seven minutes left. So. Okay. My number three <laughs> is M. Night Shyamalan. Wow. Still, still get excited to this day when a new project of his gets announced. And nice. starting with The Sixth Sense in 1999 to old which I just recently watched. This is a 22-year span. He has consistently put out stuff in the horror genre. I know he did those sci-fi films that were really panned, but I didn't mind them. They were just, you know, blah, right in the middle. But his horror stuff and his superhero stuff with the with the, um, Unbreakable, <laughs> Split, and, and yeah. Glass were, were great, too. And they, they border on having horror elements. But, I mean, I think he's just been consistent for... In three decades now. 
And I really nice, enjoy. Dude. I really enjoyed old. I really did. I haven't seen it, but I will. And I love, love, love I, the village. I liked old too. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, there's definitely been a decline when you start with the Sixth Sense, Unbreakable Signs, The Village. Those four are just fantastic. Lady in the Water, I've grown to really like over time. The Happening, not happening. The Visit's, <laughs> a, fu- the visits a fun movie. Yeah. And like I said, you know, Split Glass, Old, and he's got some new ones coming out. Got a TV show coming out. So he's got a lot of stuff on the horizon right on wow that's a nice surprise cool good to have surprises though yeah. he's usually good for one yeah. so okay my number three john carpenter i mean what, what can you say <laughs> two 10 out of 10s for me halloween of course the thing of course i mean holy shit two movies in my top 10 uh all this horror stuff i haven't seen the ward i own it and i haven't seen ghost of mars and i do not own it but everything i've seen all that stuff he's just for the most part pretty consistent with uh, with all of his stuff, he's he's just great. He's John Carpenter. There's there's nothing else I can say. Everybody knows his work, and um, he's great. Agreed. We're on twos. Yeah. My number twos. two, David Cronenberg. What? Yeah. Indeed. I don't know why everybody. Indeed. I love Cronenberg. Cronenberg's great. I love all of his horror films. I don't like actually after like I don't actually not a big fan of Naked Lunch is okay weird but but okay i'm not a fan of m butterfly or spider or some of the other ones that came after i love eastern promises and a history of violence which are yeah. fringe i not like really horror. i like spider but it's horror. Like crash? yeah crash i actually liked saw it in the theater with my buddy who i saw a lot of horror films with and uh we like i said it was interesting to see how many people walked out of that uh and that's fringe mm-hmm. in the sense of well but video drum i'm a huge fan of um but we 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 talk about like shivers uh is it's great rabid is great the brood is great scanners is great like he he's consistent the dark the, the dead zone the dead zone we said was dead phenomenal zone. we all gave it a high the rating the fly we've given a high rating like he's yeah. so goddamn consistent video drum being one of my favorites but his consistency is 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 amazing and that's why he's up there and like I think you could really interchange my top three, to be honest. But there it is. Number two, Cronenberg. Awesome, man. My number two, John Carpenter. Nice. Does anything need to be said? No. It's John fucking Carpenter, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's John fucking Carpenter. Absolutely. The thing alone. Oh, man. Outstanding. Okay. And I am surprised at at C as well. I thought Cronenberg would have been his number one. So, yeah. Okay. My number two, and I was weighing it back and forth between him and Carpenter. And uh, if you would have asked me a month ago, I might have just off the top of my head said Carpenter was my number two. But when I thought about it and I said, who else has four 10 out of 10s for me? Nobody. No director in any genre. <laughs> so uh, George Romero. George Romero. Yep. Night, Dawn, Day, and Creepshow are fucking incredible. All, and probably all my top 20. Um, I have not seen Martin Believer, and I'm waiting for a Blu-ray, and it doesn't have it's got not, not, not the proper blue release yet that I'm waiting for. Uh, the other stuff I've seen has been good, Crazies and uh, The Dark Half, and I have never watched a Romero. Monkey Shines was better than I expected it to be, based on what I heard. I haven't seen a movie, and I disliked it yet, and I own more that I have to get to. But like I said, four tens out of tens. I am shocked high. in what your number one's going to be. I'm still shocked, even though I know your love for one of the films. I'm st- I'm shocked. You'll hear why. Okay. <laughs> that why is crazy. So there you go. Wow. Two Romero. Yep. Good choice, but still I'm shocked right. that's your number two. Wait, is it back yep. to me now? Yeah. My number one's yep. Carpenter. 
I mean, he's been my favorite director for a, a long time. I've I've danced back and forth. It said Hitchcock. I've said Argento. Or, or I said Argento De Palma. But consistently, the thing is so amazing. I've said Prosciutto yeah. De Palma. Yeah, <laughs> the thing the thing is just one of my just all time favorite films. And so you you have that with Halloween, The Fog. Well, we, we we've all listed his fucking filmography. You know, the Fog, Christine. Yeah, Christine. Like I mean, it's just oh. it's boom, 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 boom. Even with the ones that can be considered as lesser works, like mm-hmm. In the Mouth of Madness, just great. Yep. So fucking Prince of Darkness, number one. Yes, number one. Great stuff. Right. I number yeah. one's gonna be a surprise. Jim Wynorski. <laughs> Serenity House Massacre 2 Nighty Nightmare Unbelievable (laughs) My number one is Dario Argento Yay I mean I I even started to love Bird with the Crystal Plumage again When we did the 1970s show Because I had been coming down on that The last few times I saw it But it came back up Cat of Nine Tails, Four Flies on Grey Velvet, Deep Red, Suspiria, Inferno, Tenebrae, Phenomena, Opera, Trauma, Stendhal, Phantom of the Opera, Sleepless, Card Player. I mean, come on. I'm wrong, Dave. I just realized I made a mistake on your list. So that's awesome. And I I have a feeling now, I mean, now I know who the next one is. I screwed up. I'm like, I thought you already said Argento. No. No. You already said Carpenter. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was even more obscure. I thought he was throwing. I thought he was throwing the best director to Eggers. No, 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 no. Thank Christ! I totally forgot that you had mentioned Argento yet. Uh, Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it was already the most anticlimactic ending anyway, and now it would be even more (laughs) so. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, I knew when you let me go first. I'm like, uh oh, I'm gonna steal his number one. But I don't care. It was anti. Everyone knows. I mean, shit. So just what you just said, B. That run that he had starting in 1970 to 1987, starting with fucking Bird and ending with Opera, there's not a miss in the bunch. Every movie is freaking great. There isn't. There isn't. I know. It's amazing. No No one else has had a run. Nobody has had a run like that but him. And on top of it, I've said it on I've said it on this show. I've said it on Twenty Two Shots when I've guested for their their general shows. He's the only director where every single movie. I like every movie is a six or higher. The the lowest I can go is six. Even on his later ones, there are things that I look at it and then I'm marveled at with something in it, in the storytelling or the, the, the shots or the music or whatever there is. He's the only director where everything, every, and I, I don't do it on purpose saying it's our general. I have to like it. No, I go with saying I would be it's our general. I hope he can, I hope he stays consistent with me. And he always did. He's the man to yeah. me. He only has two 10 out of 10s. Those were, those were, nine, those were nine <laughs> movies in that 17-year span. And then Ridiculous. if you go after that, he did the Two Evil Eyes segment. Yep. And then the next two movies were Trauma and Stendhal. And I'm not the biggest fan of Stendhal, but I still give right. it like a six and a half, seven. And then after that was Phantom of the Opera, which, again, I don't hate it like other people hate it. Like, I, I, I know. I, give I, like it, it. I, get, I give it above average. It's probably, a six. Probably, yeah, probably, probably around a six as well. And, and then what Sleepless. About Sleepless. Sleepless, I love. Sleepless, oh, talking, I love. Yeah. Underrated. So yeah. overlooked. It's 2001. He's the only director to have a, a hit in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000. We, Nobody we did, else we did mention that. We did mention that. But again, Carpenter and Cronenberg would be the close seconds, not necessarily with that long of a spread, but with a consistent group of films 
that are highly well, in regarded. Four, yeah. In terms of four decades, there, there's only a few who have done it. And that's why I put M. Night so high, because it was the late 90s, but he got the sixth sense. Then in the 2000s, you know, he had Village and Signs. And then in, you know, the 2010s was, you know, Split and Glass. And now the 20s, he just put out Old, which I really enjoyed. And The Visit was in the 2010s. So he's consistently putting out good work now in oh. his fourth decade. But... But the list, you know, to sneak in another gem like Sleepless, you know, third, 31 years later. Yep. I'm just going to rattle off my quicks and be out. These are my uh, my uh, yeah. honorable mentions. I don't have Fulci and Bob on there because I haven't seen enough of their work. And from what I have seen, the highest I've, I, I haven't even seen a 9 out of 10 for me personally yet, even though I do really enjoy their movies. Maybe the Beyond was. Either way, I'm, I don't think they're as strong with the body of work. Um, Eggers. Really, really like him, of course. Um, Hitchcock I left off because I've only seen two of his actual horror movies. I haven't seen Rear Window. I haven't seen Frenzy. I haven't seen the other one you made that may be horror, so i got to be fair. Rear Window's not horror. The birds I'm just saying that Okay, but still, it's very movies. inspirational yeah. for horror movies and thrillers. Uh, either way, I, I couldn't put him on there. And here's a dark horse. Um, Colin Minahan. Uh, I don't know if you know who he is. He's made four good movies, uh, a few under the, the Vicious Brothers. And um, I'm just going to read off what they are really quick because he's four for four. And a lot of people don't realize it. No 10 out of 10s or anything like that. But uh, I think he's been consistent. I wanted to say his name before I left. Colin Minahan. Okay. Grave Encounters. What Keeps You Alive. It Stains the Sands Red. And Extraterrestrial. He's four for four. I like all those movies. So I'm just leaving it at that. Almost like a really solid four. Right. There you go. So that's all I got to say. You guys can spill out yours, and we got to peace out. Uh, see, I'll go real quick. Hitchcock yeah. and Kubrick, obviously two of the greatest directors. We just, I just left them off just because I don't know. I don't know why, but I just did get a little bit more variety in there. Kim Ji Woon, I saw The Devil, Tale of Two Sisters, fantastic films. Uh, Anna Lily Amarpour, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. It's a masterpiece. She hasn't done any other horror stuff. She needs to do more horror. And Karen Kusama, she did Jennifer's Body, which is okay, and The Invitation, which is one of my favorite films, period. Yeah. And then Mike and Shimizu are I mentioned, too, that we had earlier, and I'm just going to mention, too, no female directors, unfortunately. I, I tried just not from a consistency standpoint in horror that have done consistent work. Like, the the, the Invitation director is probably uh, one to look Kusama. at. Kusama. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, so, just, just mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my shout-outs, official shout-outs would be David Fincher with Seven, Zodiac, awesome. Awesome. those type of movies like that, Alien mm-hmm. 3. Uh, again, Fringe, but awesome director, and Steven Spielberg. Jaws, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. but it, 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 it's just the overall breadth. But are they true? Like Jaws, yeah. Is Jurassic Park really horror? But that's, that's why I kept them off. It's more wholesome, but definitely gateway or first-time horror for some kids, for sure. Anyway, that's it. Those are my shout-outs. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Great, long, epic show. Yeah. And remember, don't count your pussies before they snatch. Peace. Peace.